He didn't slam you. He didn't bump you. He didn't nudge you. He rubbed you. And rubbing son is racing. And welcome everybody to Locked On Eye Racing. It is. 2022 we are still sitting fairly well in season one and we are up to week four i'm peter wilco wilkinson you're listening to the podcast it's covering all the australian iRacing racing news and content uh and just some really chatty stuff from us uh hosts about what we've been up to but mainly the news and results as well obviously last week big big news thank you everyone who'd listened to the episode and reached out and said thank you for uh the great coverage of what's happening with the cheating scandal at the moment and straight up it is our biggest downloaded episode so far so thank you to everyone who's come along and joined us and found us over the last week uh it's been really really good to uh yeah get the feedback but as i said i'm peter wilkinson and i've been joined tonight by Braden martin as always how are you going mate not too bad not too bad it seems like the iRacing community's come out from under the rock and they've found us mate <laughs> i know you sit there for almost 12 months having her away trying to find people and all of a sudden it's like oh didn't even know you guys existed <laughs> <laughs> I know I haven't been publicising it very well, but gee, I've done my best. Anyway, um, no, thank you to everyone, though. It's really good. But we are joined tonight by a fresh new host. You heard him last week on one of the interviews that we had. It's Tim Corn, fresh from Locked On Racing. How are you, mate? I'm great, guys. Good to be here. Good to be a part of it. Um, and yeah, I echo your comments. A good um, bit of controversy to start you know, FY22. <laughs> well, not FY22, but Calendar 22. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Bring on 2022. It's already, technically, we've had floods up our way. We've had a tsunami uh, come <laughs> through. Uh, and we've also had the cheating scandal with the biggest episode ever uh, of Locked On. So there you go. Cool. Uh, if you didn't know, in the background, Tim's been doing a lot of artwork. And he does the beautiful cars that you do see racing around for Locked On Racing. Uh, does an amazing job. Uh, so thank you so much for that. Jeez, jeez. Still, still waiting for the check to come through. But... Um... I'll just I think take. I sent it. I can't remember. Might have gone to your old house. I might have to drive a new one. We'll see. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, it could uh, be I, I don't know how many banks check uh, will cash a one cent check though, but we'll see. <laughs> I was gonna say I've <laughs> been here. I've been here doing this show for a year now, and I still haven't seen any checks. So, so speaking of that, sponsoring the podcast, Brewster Coffee. Thank you very much. You're a legend. You do help us actually do some stuff, uh, and I'll. I don't know what that actually does, but we are able to do something. We, we sponsor some local racing series is the main thing. Um, I'm in talks to maybe sponsor something else, but I'll talk about that later when it all comes up. Uh, however, um, yeah, look, Brewster Coffee, go to the website. He's, he really enjoys um, getting people to find their, their favourite coffee in the area. He's a really good skippy driver, but getting people to find their coffee in their local area is really good. So Brewster.coffee, B-R-E-W-S-T-R.coffee. I completely forgot what I was, where I was going with talking about him, but he's actually sponsoring the podcast, so I better talk to him. So go do that. Go rate your local coffee place or go find one that you haven't been to lately. Uh, really, really good effort. Like I said, he uh, helps us out, so help him out. Um, quickly, before we get into what we've been up to, I just want to quickly shout out uh, we had someone, a uh, friend of the Discord, come in and remind us to talk about Grace, who is racing uh, for the women Formula Women's Championship. Uh, she is down to that final 50, heading over to Europe fairly soon. Uh, so go check out uh, Grace Howard Racing. Is that what the Instagram is? I'm pretty sure it is. Um, yep, right. Something along those lines. Uh, we'll have it maybe in the show notes. or I'll, It'll be on our Facebook or Twitter eventually. But, uh, but she is looking for sponsorship. So that's something I was alluding to before. Uh, because obviously Formula Women are paying for some of the stuff over there, but not the to and from. 
Uh, she's the only person from Australia who has qualified for the final 50. Um, so she is obviously one of the people traveling the furthest for it. So if you are interested in helping out a young girl go a long way in the racing world, then please hit us up and we'll get you in touch with her. Uh, the best, the, the best way possible to get in touch with her. So that definitely straight to the, the podcast. That's what we need to uh, shout out for sure. But let's get into what we've been actually up to, which is Tim. Let's start with you, mate. You are one of the fastest uh, touring car drivers I've ever seen. Uh, but you get beaten by Braden each week. But what have you been racing lately? Uh, pretty much touring cars at the moment. Um, I would. That's a bit of a stretch saying I'm one of the fastest when you look at some of the results last night and last week. But um, look, that's that's what I'm driving at the moment. Um, plan is. To what is your TCR that. of choice if you have people haven't watched the race? What's my TCR of choice in yeah. the in i racing at the moment? Yes, yeah, um, well, so I'm driving the Audi at the moment. I bought the Hyundai. Um, drove it a little bit, but just uh, personally, I just prefer driving the Audi. Um, I don't know why. It's um, maybe it's just because I, I used to drive it in Aussie car a couple of years when I first started in iRacing, but um, that's my preference. Uh, I just find the Hyundai just a little bit loose for me, and I um, yeah, I just I think the Audi just just prefers. I just prefer the driving style of it that suits me a bit better. Okay, so before we get into too much, people don't even know who you are. I'm just I deal with you every day, every week. It's all good. What, what gives your story for iRacing? Where did you start? Uh, where did I start? I started when COVID started. Um, I was you know, stuck well, at a home. COVID like, baby. How good? Yeah, you? COVID baby. Yep, yep. Was it Braden was a COVID baby as well, wasn't he? Yes. He um, was. but look, I, I racing for me actually goes a little bit further back because I remember back. Um, I used to be with um Harvey Norman. Used to work with Harvey Norman. Used to be a franchisee with them. And um, one of the one of the guys that I used to um spend a bit of time with actually started racing and I racing. Um back a long, long time ago. So this would be probably, I don't know, maybe 14 years ago, maybe um, 13, 14 years ago. And um, I remember him buying his steering wheel and talking about this game. And I went over and um, he was driving the Legends. And I remember very clearly his his direction to me. And that was, when you go on the track, don't hit anyone else, otherwise I'll hit you. Um, and now racing and I racing, I understand why. Um, but um, I didn't pick it up for a long time uh, for every reason why it doesn't matter. But um, yeah, COVID came along. I was playing games and I started to watch. Uh, it's, it's funny because you were talking, you know, I listened to the, the podcast with Jay um, a couple of days ago and him talking about NASCAR and the Coke series and, you know, the graphics quality and what pulls people in. But the NASCAR series is actually what pulled me back into it and just watching more on on youtube and seeing some of the gt3 stuff that was on there and just some of the the racing but obviously the, the the game um and the quality of the game just pulled me in and i was fortunate enough to be allowed to uh inverted commas buy a steering wheel and pedals <laughs> and um bought the logitech and here i am today um how much and look, the logitech in- remains it's all there. I still use it uh, on a desk where, where I'm sitting right now, which everyone see, everyone. Okay, so how much of Logitech remains in about two months? Um, well, when my CSLDD arrives, if it doesn't get delayed again, um, I should be in the rig by February or well, 10th to 20th. Yeah. Um, I've got a, a track racer rig set up 90% next to me. I've got three monitors sitting right behind me on the floor. My pedals, are husky pedals are, are bolted in and ready to go. Um, so there won't be any excuses after that. And that's my excuses at the moment and why I'm so slow in TCR. 
Well, there we go. <laughs> TCR champion in, in, in the making. Just got to no. spend that little bit more money. Uh, no, so it's... that's one of the things you have been up to is actually building a rig. How has that been going for you? Um, well, the difficult part is is not having the steering wheel, having the steering wheel because obviously the measurements um, and how close you are to the steering wheel and obviously the measurements with the screen and you want all that to be in the right spot. But without the that missing link, it makes it very difficult. So I'm trying to guess I'm measurement, hearing measurements. hearing excuses here, by the way. Yeah, yeah I, well, no, it's not excuses. <laughs> I'm, I'm very pedantic about making sure this stuff's right and I don't want to have to pull it apart because there's a lot of time that goes into it. But um, look, it's enjoyable, but I've spent way too many hours on it already. But it's just, it's one of those things where you get half an hour here or half an hour there or you get up a little bit earlier and you've got nothing to do. So you get stuck into it and try and make a try and make a, a bit of inroads to it okay cool so other than that we've, we've got to know tim we've, we've got to hear him make his rig you, you've been racing tcrs what actually have you been racing in the tcrs we won't talk about aussie car just yet but you've been doing anything else outside of that uh absolutely nothing because this week like many weeks over the last um six months when i have spare time and i'm not racing i'm doing i've been doing liveries um or something yeah, some artwork for this some, <laughs> some something for this podcast but um no it's fine um i enjoy i enjoy doing the liveries it's something that i can add to the team um and you know my i've never been trained in photoshop or anything like that it's all self-learned so um the more i do with it the more i, I learn from it and the better they get so the new ones are pretty cool um hey, same as i've never managed a racing team before and here we are all self-taught yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, look, besides that, it's all when I get time to race, um, it's TCRs, getting some laps in, getting used to some of these tracks in TCR because before that I'd been doing skippies for a bit. Um, and then long time before that, it was TCRs and I could, I've dipped my toes in other areas, but um, my um, my kit is, my rig is my excuse for not going into supercars and things like that. So give me um by the end of feb march maybe we'll have a crack in some we're of gonna have a things. very strong v8 team i think by the time i convince everyone to race it in a couple of weeks time well we might we might if we use macros maybe um, talk about might well i've got matthew might's going to hopefully join us on sunday nights so that's almost locked down it's going to be good yeah um we'll see what happens but look thank you for joining us tonight you will be doing subbing in and out uh, along with alex john when alex john returns from gallivanting through adelaide um he'll be joining us as well but uh thank you for being the the one of the third spots on the podcast every week whenever we can get you on uh quickly though because i need a drink and i'm going to start braden talking here what have you been up to mate yeah much the same as uh tim to be honest it's only been tcrs this week so normally people uh probably be familiar with me just saying all the skippy races i've been doing but i've um parked up the skippy so yeah, just the TCR and only Aussie car this week. Um, and I had a crack at the Raw before the 24, which was this is certainly, what I want to hear. Certainly intriguing. <laughs> <laughs> now, I saw you in a race with one Shane Wallace. What happened there? Oh, wait. Yeah, I did do two other races, didn't I? I forgot about yes, that. you did. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I did. I did two IMSA. Did you um, punt someone called Shane Wallace? Is that what happened? No, too quick for <laughs> me to punt. <laughs> let's all remember his. I thought he remember his on holidays when he was lapped. When he was lapping, no. Him, right Although like. I, I did out qualify him. To be fair, he may or may not have got his second lap in, but I'm going to claim that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to claim that. So yeah, I did do two IMSA um, pilot challenge races at Daytona, um, sort of as I was dipping my toes into whether I'd do the raw before the 24 or not. Um, so first Just one. Quickly, you, 
the, the, the Wallace race, was there a whole heap of other really well-known people in there as well? Was there a Kostecki in there or something like that? Yeah, the first race was just Shane and uh, his one of his mates, I'm pretty sure Brad Newman, another pretty quick guy. They, they were, So there was the two Falcon liveried Audis, uh, very distinguishable. You can see them pretty, pretty easily. Um, and then uh, that race went not so well from memory. I can't remember exactly off the top of my head. I think I might have self-imploded and spun myself or something. I can't, I can't actually remember off the top of my head, but I don't think it went that well. Um, and the second race was the one that there was about five of the Falcon cars in the race. So I don't know <laughs> if it was all of Shane's crew, but there was Shane, um, Brody Kostecki, Brad Newman, and a couple of others as well. I'll see if I can find it while I'm talking. Um, and yeah, that race went a little bit better. Um, Kostecki got spun or turned or spun himself or something quite early in the race and ended up behind me. Um, and he caught back up. He was, a, you know, four or five seconds back. And as you know, the TCR cars, it's pretty hard to actually catch up once you lose time. He caught me up, not too difficultly. And I thought, oh, brilliant. I'll try and tag onto the back of him and catch up to the, the rest of the main pack. Um, and he dropped me and <laughs> he ended up winning the bloody race. <laughs> he came from miles back and won the whole thing. So um that was certainly interesting um i managed to get a six in that race though so it was pretty pretty good it was only like um you know like five or six or seven seconds off the off the leaders of shane and kostecki so i was pretty happy with that the guy that i sort of had a half spin coming onto the oval section um i was down the inside of a guy and we kind of just bumped and i spun and he didn't and that, that guy ended up coming third so i was a bit like oh man i could have been right up there if i had have, uh, stayed with him but yeah, so that was good. And then, yeah, I had to go at the Raw before the 24. I was not expecting to make top split. Um, I watched the morning session um, and there was like 1,800 drivers that signed up and strength the field for the top split was like 7K or something stupid. Um, so I was kind of hoping there'd be a quite a few turnout. I thought that was the main one for some reason. Um, and it wasn't. There was only about 550 people signed up. So I ended up making top split, which was cool, but not cool. <laughs> um, I would probably rather maybe a slightly lower split to actually have a crack at trying to win. Um, having said that, I qualified six, which was pretty cool. Um, but the race, pretty much everything that could have went wrong kind of did went wrong, to be honest. Um, but you had a bit of a fueling fiasco, I, I hear. Yeah, so just the one pit stop with the TCRs because the fuel tank's like a hundred liters, so um, you can fit heaps in there to to start off the race. I was a bit sketchy at the start and had quite a few like half spins and just moments where I lost time, um, which was just I think just lack of experience of driving the car with a hundred liters in it. Um, I kind of changed setups late as well maybe contributed to it but i think it was more my poor driving to be honest um and lack of experience um and the brake bias was slightly different i ended up dialing it from 62 back to 58 which was what the uh, vrs setup was for the imsa races that i did um which seemed to help a little bit but i don't know if it was like a placebo effect because the fuel was coming out by the time i figured that out and tires were warmer and that kind of thing so i'm not too sure um but yeah, fueling issues. So coming into the pits, I had my trusty spotter with me, Tim. He was in there for a little bit of the race and he was more than impressed with my amazing pit entrance where I overtook the bloke <laughs> I'd been sitting behind for the last like 25 laps or something crazy. 
Um, he thought I missed the pit. <laughs> he thought I'd go, gone well over and sped through the pit lane, but I pulled it up He's easily in time. Um, and yeah, I don't know if on the way in or something I've bumped the fueling, begin fueling off or whether there's been a glitch, but basically car got jacked up, tires started, but fueling didn't. Once the car tires were done, the car got dropped. Every time I clicked fuel again or changed the fuel, nothing happened. Basically sat there for 15 seconds, 20 seconds after um, the tires had already been done, which is almost 30 seconds as it is. Um, and then uh, went, all right, I've got 2.1 liters left. I'm just going to have to try and nurse it around the track and come back and then refuel. Um, as I went to go forward, it grabbed me and stopped me and started doing all the fuel. So then another, you know, 76 and a half liters worth of fuel I had to sit and wait for to get on board. So basically had like 50, probably close to a minute, between 50 seconds and a minute worth of um, extra time in the pits that I didn't need, which really stuffed me up. The guy that I was, I came into the pits and overtook, he didn't take tires. So he probably would have been struggling with fronts towards the end. And if we had to come out together, I'm I'm 100% sure I would have beaten him Um because I was pretty much as quick as him, if not maybe a little bit quicker. I managed to catch up to him when I was about three or four seconds off during the race. And um, yeah, he ended up coming seventh. Um, so I think I probably should have come seventh, uh, if not for the pitting drama. Um, but ended up with 11th. But yeah, it was, it was pretty cool. Um, for me, it was a little bit like, I was kind of, it sounds cheesy, but kind of like, proud of myself for just surviving for two hours and 24 minutes. I'd never done a race anywhere near that long. I reckon the longest stint I'd probably done before that was probably 70 minutes in an actual race. And I did one practice of an 80 minute, hundred liter fuel stint about a week ago. Um, so just to survive two hours and 24 minutes for me was probably like a bit of a, Oh, okay, cool. I can do that. Cause I was very anxious about it. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Like, sitting on the grid and even the whole day I was like will am I gonna bother doing it um I probably shouldn't like I won't make it I'll get too sore I'll get dizzy I'll I don't know my brain was telling me every excuse under the sun to not do it so to to have a crack even though it didn't go that well and lots of things went wrong just to sort of say that I actually managed to drive all that time I was I was pretty happy with my leg was killing me my right shin was sore um and yeah, it was, I was pretty stiff getting out of the rig, like my back and stuff, but uh, yeah, it was definitely a good experience. I'm glad I did it. So we're signing up for the Daytona 500 then sweet. It sounds like a really good deal. Not a chance. <laughs> <laughs> Two hours was long enough. I don't feel like doing six hours, let alone only turning left. My right shoulder would probably implode <laughs> to be honest. So um, yeah, but no, it was good having... Um, Tim dropped in and out a couple of times and did some spotting and just, you know, keep me sane and stuff like that. So that was definitely handy. Um, and yeah, it was, it was good. If anyone is thinking of doing any of those solo events, like they are challenging, um, but they're good fun. Definitely. Um, let's quickly go into, obviously we've got a little bit to talk about TCR and we've also got a lot of other stuff to talk to. So we are going to try and get through this a little bit quicker so we can get onto the news itself. I know that's what all of you are waiting to hear. Um, so quickly, experience from TCR last night, Tim. How did you go? Uh, look, I think um, 
I said this in the, the Locked On Lads um, Discord during the week. I just, for me personally, I felt a little bit underdone going into it. Um, so, yeah, look, I, I, look I, I, that afternoon I got a chance to jump on and have a quick run and, and try and get my times down. But I still just, yeah, didn't feel right going into the race, but I qualified 11th in the first race. Um and started well um, and pushed through, finished seventh overall. But I think um, just trying to think through the two races, but the, the first race was pretty good. I think we had some good battles, both Braden and I had some good battles with the same team. I can't remember the team, it but it was... Chicken uh, up, guys. Yeah, chicken up, guys. That's right. Yep. Um, and I was battling with Ashley most of the time. Um, and Ashley was just that little bit quicker than me, I think. Um, and I just couldn't keep with him. Um, there was a, Earlier in the race, I tapped him in the bum and... Um, then gave him back the position and then Hinzi come through as well. And by that stage, I just, I just couldn't keep with them. And um, they got away a little bit. And then, um, yeah, that was that was pretty much it for the first race from what I remember. Um, and then also, then the second race, um, obviously started seventh and finished 20th because we had the mandatory pit stop. Um, it was pretty smooth, that race. I'm just trying to remember which race it was. Um, maybe you can remind me, Braden, which race I was um, had some issues there with. Um, I think it was Dale, um, whether it was the first or second race, I can't remember. Um, Could have been. You were sitting around third in most of the race I watched in race two, but I think that was, I can't remember who was behind you. Was was it Yeaman was behind you? No, he caught me towards the end and yeah, he um, he didn't need to pit. Uh, It was the first race. So Dale actually caught up to me um, when I'd actually um, tapped Ashley in the back Um, and then, you know, things eventuated over the the next couple of laps with with Dale and um, yeah, we... we, The record eight penalties. Yeah, record eight penalties. Yeah, look, I, I'm not going to call it out because it's been it's been said in the Aussie card discordly with the penalties. But um, at the end of the day, you know, um, he both of us went into turn one, and I had I'd made the apex, I made the corner, and he came across and it basically wiped him off the track. And um, yeah, it's all history now. But um, it didn't do too much damage to me, and I just kept pushing on and yeah, finished seventh. But I just yeah, I just felt probably two to three tenths slower than I needed to be um, all, all race. Um, and that was the same for the first and the second race. And it was actually this, this morning when I woke up, I actually, um, one of the first things I did was grabbed a coffee and just looked at the, remembered that my um, the VRS data was in there and had a look at my laps compared to Braden's and just, um, you know, two corners, t- turn um, one, two, and three, just there was, you know, point, probably 200, two tenths there that, um, which I should have just, it's a simple thing. I should have got back and I should have looked at the, the BRS data earlier and it was just a bit too much speed into two. Um, and then um, one of the last turns as well, I was losing another 10th there. So simple things, simple things that can be easily made up. So hopefully this week, you yeah, I'm getting to get some more time into Barber to give me a bit more confidence. But look, I enjoyed it. Um, and, you know, obviously there's going to be a bit of discussion around um, the pit stops and the server, which um, we'll talk about. But um yeah, I think it was. Look, overall, I'm I'm happy with the seventh. Um, obviously, the second race, I think it was seventeenth, um, which is not great, but it's part of the the pit stop um, strategy that I was using for this 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 round. Um, so yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, Braden, your your adventures. Yeah, not too bad. Uh, qualified sixth. I I did a I had a fair bit of practice on Sunday. Um, I did some practice in the morning and then did some practice in the afternoon and managed to get a really good time that I was pretty happy with. Um, but as always seems to be with me, I can get the 
hot lap down, but can't necessarily get it all together during the race and sort of keep that pace. Like I can never seem to get get close to that same sort of pace that I need. Um, did a decent qualifying, qualified sixth. Um, shout out Jason Fewens. My qualifying is always very terrible, so you know, <laughs> <laughs> just just have to remind him that I've been uh, top six both times this season in pro sports. I'm so- pretty sure in the broadcast, David Haynes actually commented that. Yes, that's really good qualifying once again from Braden Martin. <laughs> I think they're on notice now that every time I yep. qualify well, they have to say something nice about me, I think. <laughs> um, and had a really good start, but got a really good start, but so did the person in, in P5, and we both tried to come across into the middle to try and take the people ahead of us that uh, got ahead. And obviously, starting in P5, he had a little bit... Um, it was a little bit in front of me, so I kind of had to pull out and wait and then get back on the throttle, which meant Jordan Ross, who also got a good start from seventh, absolutely <laughs> threw past all of us and ended up in second. So it was like a good start that ended up being a bad start. But um, Now, from I mean, memory, he didn't he didn't last there very long. I think no. he got to the top of the hill and he was off in the dirt. Yeah, with a few I, think, I think so. So maybe it was lucky I wasn't <laughs> up there and maybe it was... It was better. Uh, yeah, watching the broadcast, but... it was like, wow, that's a great start. Wow, he's doing so well. Oh, wow, he's not doing so well. <laughs> yeah, so um, managed to get up into P5 early, and then the two cars ahead took their pit stop in race one, so ran most of the race in P3. Uh, kind of like uh, what Tim said, um, he was just that little bit off of Ashley Norman. I had Martin Turner behind me who was probably a little bit quicker than me uh, most of the race What is from what it seemed. Um, and he eventually caught me as, as well as Hinsey as well. Um, and I sort of, they both took me at turn one. I didn't really put up much of a fight and just sort of broke a little bit early and tried to get the switch back and tuck in behind them and just see if I could follow them as much as I could. Um, I couldn't stick on the back of Martin, but I managed to stick on the back of Hinsey uh, for most of that last three or four laps but not enough to, to make a move um, on the last lap, unfortunately. So ended up with a P5, which was pretty good. I was happy with that. And then similarly, second race went pretty well as well. Had a really good start and actually got the really good start this time. So I was up to P3, almost P2 by the turn one, uh, which was really good. Um, but yeah, the curse of having to do my pit stop in race two because I didn't take one in race one meant that I ended up um, 18th which was realistically net P4 for that race um, because everyone, there was three people in front of me that also pitted in that race and everyone else in front of me had to, didn't have to pit. So although it was 18th, it was actually kind of felt like a P4. Should have been kind of a P3, but I decided to give myself a slowdown on the second to last turn and <laughs> had to clear it before the very quickly uh, coming up uh, start-finish line at Barcelona. So... Uh, that was a bit frustrating, especially because like I worked really hard. So I think Martin Turner pitted pretty early. Um, he was just behind me. He was sort of catching me, and he pitted pretty early. And I stayed out, and I actually pulled like a three or four second gap. I think it was. He obviously caught a fair bit of that up while on my first lap or so with cold tires. But um, I managed to. He got within about point six, and then I managed to get him back out to one second for the last lap which I was like, oh, brilliant. Last lap, one second. I can sort of take it easy. I don't have to do anything too crazy and I'll be able to hold on to this position. So it was actually the least aggressive I felt like I'd been for the whole two races (laughs) and I still managed to cut the corner. So I don't know if it was like 
because I was going slower than maybe I normally would, that the car like gripped and turned more and I managed to get uh, inside further than I normally had. But I don't know, I just managed to get a slowdown, which was really fun. Hey, at so, least you didn't yeah. kill any any championship leaders this round, this race at Catalonia. No, that is true. Mm. Sorry, rest in peace, Alex. Plus. Yeah, so no, it was I good. like how I, Alex did a, did an alternate pit strategy to you just so he wasn't there, <laughs> yeah, just in yeah. case. I heard the, I heard the only reason he qualified so far down was the same reason as well as he would have been up the front with us. <laughs> I think he had to though because he got um he got whacked in the first race. He did, um, yeah. First lap um on turn was it turn five I think it was, um, yeah. or just after turn five and went straight into the wall. So he probably had to take that pit strategy. But at least without uh, AJ being there this week, he was the number one top split car still. That's sorry. it. <laughs> That's all that matters. AJ, stay away much longer. McKellar, the message from McKellar we just got in the Discord, stay away, stay away. <laughs> uh, so quickly, obviously a lot to talk about tonight after that last night's race for TCR and Aussie Car. Firstly, Tim, thoughts on the, the pit stop strategy? I know it wasn't fully seen in action because it was supposed to be over three races, but thoughts first up? Um, look, I think, um, look, first of all, we all, what well, one of the biggest reasons why we love Aussie car is because of Iris creativity with each of the leagues and the ongoing creativity with each of the series that come about. And I think the good thing about that is that it, it doesn't get boring and doesn't become methodical and, um, does become quite enjoyable. And I think, you know, the idea of the three rounds last night probably on paper looks good, but my personal opinion is, you know, I, I, I don't like the two pit strategy. So, you know, two of the three races, I just think it mix, mixes it up way too much. Um, and unfortunately with what ended up happening, it obviously, you know, is throwing a, a, a spinner in the works with what's going to happen over the coming days. But, you know, I know Ira will um, be careful with, you know, the, the approach that he takes to working through that. But yeah, look, I, I like the idea of the enduro rounds. I like the idea of what we did last week at Phillip Island, but um, you know, I think last night, if it was just three races, no pits or um, a pit in each race, um, I think it would have made a bit more sense. Um, the, the, the positive to it is, and you know, Braden, I, I think we messaged each other about it, the benefit to it is that you you almost get a new winner in every single race, which is great for a league and, and great for everyone that's participating, particularly when there's you know close to 80 cars. Um, so there's a huge benefit there. Um, and gets everyone engaged and, you know, there's value for, for a lot of the drivers. But um, I think, you know, for me, it's, it's you know, I'm, I'm not as much about best and fairest. I'm more about let's just race fast and the winners win. <laughs> yeah. Uh, look, I'll, I'll, get, I'll leave my comments for a sec. Braden, quickly. Uh, yeah, I'm sort of a bit in the same as Tim's, Tim's sort of boat. Probably not a massive fan of it. I don't really like the idea of like going into a race night knowing that there's going to be a race that I'm effectively not involved in trying to win. <laughs> even like you know, or not not even not trying to win, like because I'm not probably expecting to get any wins in this in this car, but not um you know being able to give it my best overall position based on whatever my pace may be. Basically knowing that hey, this is the race I'm sacrificing. It just kind of goes against my my thinking i suppose um it's not something you see in many real world races i know we talked a little bit before the podcast about when they did it in the supercars saying you had to use softs in a certain amount of races which meant some some teams basically went well this is the one we know we're not going to win we're going to run the softs in this one just do the best we can and then we'll target these other two races it's just i don't know it's a bit weird it makes it hard to follow in a sense as well, yeah. I think sometimes maybe as a viewer, like 
oh yeah, this person's coming fifteenth, but they've had their both their pit stops. Really, they're kind of winning the race or winning the round. I, I don't know. It's just just a bit messy. I, I do like the idea of having three different formats for the races, like an enduro, the twenty and the forty, and the three twenty-minute sprint races. I think that's really cool. Um, having the different different sets of races and the different type type of racing. Um, especially in a three round sprint race with the progressive grid, you definitely have to be careful. You don't want to end up at the back in from race one from making a silly mistake and then have knowing you're going to have to fight your way through the field probably for two races. Um, so there is some strategy in that about sort of how aggressive you are, even though it's a sprint round, what you do in this first race is really going to affect what happens in your next two races. So yeah, I don't know. I, like, like Tim said, the good thing about Aussie car is that we try different things. Maybe we take some of it and keep it. Maybe we get rid of some of it. I don't know. Uh, but yeah. having said that, I have also seen lots of support for it from other drivers, either in other leagues or a couple of people in Aussie car as well. So, you know, my opinion is just one um, of many. So take it with a grain of salt. Yeah, and I think, I, like- the, I think the other part to it as well, though, is that we didn't get to try it properly because that third race didn't happen. Yep. So it's, it is hard to make a decision on it. So the current mindset around it is that it it's, it didn't work because but we didn't get to try it properly um once we get to try it properly that may change our opinion it'd be interesting to see how it works um and if you don't try it you don't know if it's going to work you don't know if it's you know a positive or a, a you know a negative move so um you know it's definitely something that maybe may need to be tested again at some point yeah so obviously i racing servers was a, was a big problem with last night um that's what caused the big chaos that with the third race going missing in the pro-ams and then obviously that boiled over into the pros with him only putting on the two couldn't get it all set up because of ui issues and all that kind of stuff correct me if i'm wrong our practice night we did three heat races right that night yeah in the radicals was it the one at bathurst no we or... the one i don't know what you did in the radicals because i wasn't there but i did the philip island tcr night and we did uh... three three heat races in that and there was reverse grids and stuff like that. Quite possibly. I think I think it's got something to do with the fact that you're not actually using all of the heat. Like you're putting the heats in, but you really want it to be like a consolation. But then yeah, certain a, people aren't going through the consolation. And I don't know. Yeah. So you had to do... Yeah. I, I end up working... Anyway, it, it worked on my end. So I don't know whether that was just a fluke or whatever it was. But the, the problem was that that's what caused all the chaos. Something now. worked for you, Wilco? Oh, look, I don't know how. <laughs> yeah, let's not go there. Um, so, I, first of all, I'm not a fan of it as a spectator. Like watching it last night, and it wasn't just watching it last night and not knowing what was going on. It was also having the commentators not knowing what was going on either, <laughs> and like having a bit of a guessing game of of what was going on. Um, and that was partly they... due to the fact the third race wasn't there as well. Exactly. Think, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So, look. If there was visual cues, like cool, the two, like in in um in supercars, they put up one pit stop or two pit stops or whatever they've had. Okay, so then that kind of stuff would would make it easier for a viewer to watch. Um, being back to back would have helped as well. So no no layover in between, like cars getting straight back on the grid and going again would have helped as well. Um, I think where. I like the idea of, of a different person winning each race, but I don't like manufactured ma- manufacturing that, uh, which is what it was, a hundred percent. Okay, you, you, Tim, you can't win this race, Braden. <laughs> you can't win this race. You can win this one if you want to go for that. If you don't want to pit in this one, so um, that that I don't 
don't like. But what I, what I, I could understand is, let's say it's a three race sprint. Let's have a, you have to do a pit stop in one of the first two. I know this would then get complicated and iRacing needs to sort this out, have the server set up. Cool. Let's allocate points for race one and two. Let's add them together. Those points determine the grid position for race three. That way race three, the final race of the night is clear. Everyone's done their things. You've got to, you've got to perform well in the race that you pit stop in and you've got to perform well in the one you don't pit stop in that combines and we get a, a grid for the final race. I think that would work a lot better where you're actually at least getting that final race of, okay, we're seeing who's winning, who's going to win the night. But- I think I think um, what, what it does bring up is, and I know the UI is still kind of in beta. like it's <laughs> In transition those, from like two years. Yeah. yeah but like on well, iRacing's to- end, and I, I don't know anything about coding, so but I'm sure it can't be that possibly hard. You made a whole racing simulator. I'm sure you can code this. Like, just give the person making a server unlimited options to what they yes. want to do with whatever race server they put up. If they want to put up a race server that has 15 races back-to-back and every single race has a different gridding method, then let them do it. It's, it's You're yeah. allocating the server based on time, not based on races or anything like that. If they want to have five races that have five separate qualifying sessions, if they want to have five races that have three separate qualifying sessions, just let them do whatever they want to do. Like I just don't understand yep. how it it's so basic. Like when there could be so many cool options you could do. Like I don't know. I'm not, just having a why, rant. Why not have but... let's let's have a, a race a night where we have the first race is MX five, the second race is a Skippy, and the third race is in exactly. the Porsche Cup car. Yep. Like it's it's not hard. Come on. It is no. anyway, maybe it and, is hard. And if it was a monetary thing, people would pay extra to be able yes. to do it. So yep. like you can't even be like, oh, they're they're doing it so that you have to make three different servers because then they get three no. People would pay <laughs> three times as much just to have it in the one server. So just yeah, yeah. yeah just do but they it. don't need to they don't need the thing is, is they that, do need yeah, to well no 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 as in they, for some reason they're not doing it and it i don't think it's a logical reason because it's just it not at is, the top of it's list. based off time yeah it's based off time as you said and i totally agree with you i should be able, i was thinking about doing um a possible community night last week or during the week or just putting a session up and i just wanted to do um one of my favorite things to do at the moment is to do an ai race but only do it for three laps so it's literally 40 cars, three lap sprint, but I prefer to do that with, you know, you're a, you're a five, t- five, <laughs> 10, five, 10 of, you know, whoever it is, locked on guys or, you know, Aussie car yeah. or whoever it is. Right. Um, and it's just, it's literally manic for three laps. You're just yeah. fighting positions, but you, it, it helps you manage that traffic. It helps you exactly. manage that traffic because it absolutely does. All right. Right. And stop shaking your head. Uh, it does. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, it is AI. It's got its faults, but what it it, it is a bit of fun, and um, if you can imagine that with real people, um, you know, it can. There's some laughs to be had in there, but it's also, you know, if I've got an hour session there, you you can do three minute sessions, you can do five minute sessions, you can do, you know, a little enduro at the end or whatever it may be. Um, yeah, I think that flexibility needs to be needs to be um, looked at. Yeah, it's just going to make a better picture overall for for them you know, broadcasting out. Like uh, imagine a, an actual seamless broadcast from from a broadcaster side, even for the Coke series. Like imagine the, the things that you... I, I, obviously, 
that they've got that locked down because it's obviously around the, the NASCAR stuff. But just imagine how much easier they could make the game presented or the sim yeah. presented to the to the general public, and then how much easier like we would start a league if it was that simple to just say, "Hey, cool, let's do this, this, and this." Like it's just let's have a fun five week league that's not broadcast, that's just in house or just anyone who wants to do it. Just simple setup, and you can set it up. Cool. This is going into this race, into this race, and you can carry over points. Points determine qualifying. Let's do this race as the reverse. Be able to create a season of races from the start. But anyway, we're going way down the rabbit hole. We're already ten well, minutes the, over where I wanted to be right now. The other, just quickly, the other thing with um, yeah. the broadcast. So with the um, software that Jay uses, I actually conveniently, coincidentally, actually downloaded it and ran it today. Um, I don't know why and, you're doing that. Yeah, you know, just just it's my my mind, my head that goes a thousand miles a mile, a thousand miles an hour. Um, yep. But in that software, um, and you know, Jay obviously is a small team when you, you look at what he's doing, um, and you know, if he's commentating, it means he's very short. Um, it he is has short, the ability, yeah. yeah, it's short as well, is he? Um, <laughs> he um, it has the ability to you know flag up pit stops and what car you know what cars yeah. have got pit stops and things like that. So I'm sure it's there. It's just that he's probably was under man last night. And he was having. But it's also what you can't do is you can flag a pit stop for the race, but you can't flag that they've done a pit stop in the race beforehand. No, correct. That's what you would. That's what you'd need in the UI, which you just can't do. So because mm. it's not not an option in iRacing to to track that kind of stuff. So yeah. Anyway, it's and yeah, iRacing should be able to say, "Hey, one mandatory pit stop." like in, in the server settings, to be honest. But anyway, uh, let's get into the question we have. We actually have a question. If you get into our Locked On Lads Discord, so lockedonlads.com slash Discord, go in there, go find our questions channel, which is under our content, and it's uh, Locked On iRacing Questions. Mr. Verney came in because it was obviously a hot topic. The third race got cancelled from the Pro-Am series. So how should... Aussie car solved the case of the missing third heat. Lots of things going into it. Carrying over race to grid. Disparity between those who have pitted and those who only pitted once. Pit stop times at future, at future sprint round tracks, etc. Very difficult to figure out how to deal with it fairly. Do you use the utilitarian... Don't use big words, Vernie. <laughs> philosophical theory of doing the greatest good uh, for the greatest number or in real life stuff like race threes called off due to lack track issues too bad so sad tim let's what's your thoughts first um look i i think that another sprint round should be had um off broadcast so after one of the next rounds um the grid should be set as per the finishing position now this is this is good for pro, um, but for the pro am, it's going to throw some spanners in the works because the pit stop strategy that are like are so all over the place. How many people had actually done two and one and all that? So it'd be it'd be tough for the pro am, but for pro, um, I think everyone had their one pit stop, with the exception of one car that had none. Um, and I think and um, and yeah, that, that person I think just made a mistake um, when they pitted. Um, and I think one person, which was Jordan, who pitted twice. Um, so, whoops. Yeah. Well, but and to his to his for him though, I think you know I we heard the message on the grid. That's fine. Yeah. But the message when we were in practice was um, pit twice. 
Yeah. So if you can pit twice, and and this was said clearly, yeah. If you can pit twice, pit twice now, and you won't have to do it next week. But then it changed later, um, and I think that's what my reason why that we need to have the third sprint round because even the even the um, commentators didn't know, and I know they're hearing it, you know, third hand as well. But there was a fair bit of confusion out there, and the majority of the races, you know, did do the one one pit stop. But that just means that in the next race they have to do one more, and the you know Jordan's going to win. Um, but um, yeah, like that's that's my feeling on it. That's where I think it, it needs to sit. But it's, the pro am is a big problem. I think um, what what they do for the for the for the um, the pro am league. Braden, any thoughts? Yeah, but I thought a little bit about it today, and I just don't see how there's a way that it really gets fixed. To be honest, I just think there's too many moving parts, and. The, you know, even with the doing the third sprint race and just getting it done off off broadcast or or whatever that may be, like if if I if I had known and I'm sure others would have been the same that that was going to be an option, then or that was going to be the solution, I suppose, um, to to fixing the problem that we had. Like I would my wouldn't have done the pit strategy that I had because there's no way I wanted to go into race two doing my pit because knowing that that sets the grid for race, the last race, I would have wanted to make sure that I was as high up as possible. So I would have, cause I qualified well in race one, I drove as far, I would have drove as far into the race as I possibly could let the field spread out, take my pit stop there. Um, try and work my way up as far as I could in race two and then start race three from the best position I possibly could. So I would have done something different if I knew that was the solution. I'm sure as many others would have. The other thing is the the, the biggest problem with the 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 fixing of it is not as much the pit stops; it's the progressive grid stuff. So if you do run a, another sprint, uh, or you sorry, if one of the options was just to add the extra pit stop into the next sprint round, I know the broadcasters were talking about it, Barber Motorsport, but you can't do it there because the sprint race in the 2040 minute. 20 minute and 40 minute races is worth more points than the sprint rounds in the sprint rounds. They're 33. So you can't do it in that, that race. Um, it would have to go into the next sprint round, which would mean three races, three pit stops. But the problem with that is for example, in race uh, two, I finished 18th. If I then have to make my pit stop from this round in the next round, I put myself on pole. That won't happen, but Theoretically speaking, I put myself on pole. I'm now starting that race 17 positions higher than where I should be starting it from based on progressive grid. So that's not really a solution either. I had what I would consider a pretty good round. I think I did pretty well. So at the risk of this actually making it harder for me in the championship as someone who didn't have as good a round as I should have at Phillip Island, I think the best option is just scrap the round, to be honest which sounds kind of dumb or redo the whole round at the end of the season. I don't know, but I don't think I don't. Yeah. I don't know. And Can that's coming from someone you, who did, did okay. Can I just put something to you though, on that theory, if the next race you do get pole, um, if you talk it down enough, you'll probably get it. <laughs> but out of the 36 cars or something that um, raced last night, all of them have to pit except for one. So they're yeah. all in the same position as you. So if yeah. you quality first, they're going to be pitting as well. 
Yeah, I know that, but I should be having to start that he race from, 18th, from start, 18th spot. You so have I'm giving to myself the grid from and, then. And if I started from 18th, uh, yeah, yeah. still yeah. everyone still needs to pit as well. So I'm giving myself a 17 position head yeah. start by just yeah. because we're not doing not using the progressive grid that came through. So Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I had a good round, so it's not coming from a position of like, oh, I did really crap, so let's get rid of the <laughs> let's get rid of the round. I just think I just think it's the easiest it's the least fast. It doesn't affect anybody because I think no matter which way you do this, someone will get the raw end of the deal. And yeah. that that's not fair. And, you know, shout out to Ira as well because, like, he did the best of what he could in a bad situation. You never want to be trying to think of solutions, you know, in between the five minutes between the two broadcast races. Like, that's a bad situation to be in. So uh, shout out to him. Like, everyone, everyone's all good with um how it went but yeah i just i just think the easiest solution it's the less least hassle um and and it makes sure that it affects no one but yeah so my two cents for what it's worth is i don't think it's a problem for the pro series like there's two outliers obviously the person who didn't take two stops which is a penalty fixes that um that's didn't take one stop penalty fixes that but which I guess it's race two. He has to have it in because he was supposed to have it by then. Uh, and Jordan. Now, Jordan's one I can't fix. So that's one person disadvantaged by that. Everyone else knew one stop or the other. It's a it's a sprint, but it's not quite full points for the round. I don't think the pro we have a huge problem with. It is the Pro-Am race that is a huge problem. And as I said in the Discord, there is zero options to make this right for everyone. And it's a chance. It will affect someone's championship no matter which way you do it. It's the impossible solution. So, okay, cool. We, we do a third race on another day Let's uh, and, and that person isn't able to race in that race because of, you know, he wasn't realising he had to commit to that. So, therefore, that person can't win the championship. We scrap the round altogether. All of a sudden, Vernie, who has had an absolutely still around loses all those points that he made up from his, his terrible race one. Uh, sorry, round one. Um, like there, there's no, there is no easy way. So to scrap it all together is the best answer. The only issue you've got, if you scrap it all together, obviously people have done really good and they're not going to get the points they, they deserve. That is the, 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 the problem with that, but at least it's fair for everyone. Like everyone, it's just gone. The problem with that is he promised eight rounds and people will say, I, I want an eighth round. Reschedule a full three races at the end of the season on a day that is convenient for everyone. Whether it's, I don't think going the Monday again would be a pro, would be the solution because I think you need that break between seasons. But it is an eight-week season, so there is that leeway where he can have a couple of weeks off, I guess. But I think... Not just adding an extra race. I think you've got to scrap everything, and you've got to start again and do one, two, three, um, and just have to wear. That's that's the easiest way to to fix it for everyone that least affects everyone and least affects the championship because there's prize money in up for grabs in this championship now. So it is a serious problem to have. So. I don't know. That's my two cents. Yeah, yeah, and it's hard to hard to argue with, hard not to argue with that. Like it's, it's. I think it's a very valid point. I don't see 
anyone winning from any decision that's made. Um, obviously, <laughs> some of the people had bad races, obviously, and you know, Braden's points are. are exactly right that you know we the strategy may have been very different um it's just unfortunate yeah unfortunate for the people that have have been you know had great great nights from it and had you know huge success yeah you could almost get away with doing the third race i guess for the pro-am because everyone was was going in knowing that they had one or like that they had they'd Mm. done their first two races as per strategy so that wasn't affected by anything well, yeah, it's, as per the strategy for those knowing that there was definitely only going to be two races, like like I said, my strategy would have been different having known that there was going to be a third race. Yeah, see, I, I don't think I don't think we have a I, I don't think we need to change anything the pro. It's I think it's just the pro am. Yeah, I think getting that third race for the pro am, you could technically run it on a on another night later on down the week as a third race. Maybe, like I said, the the, the only upside of that is everyone knew for those first two races were had already planned for the third race with you guys. Yeah. No, like every, different strategy completely. If there's a third race thrown in all of a sudden, but the pro-am guys didn't know there wasn't going to be a yeah. third race when they finished the second race. So theoretically, yeah, you could do that, but you'd have to get a hundred percent compliance of people coming along. Otherwise it's season ending for someone as well. Yeah. I think, um, <laughs> Oh, the other option is just go with Vernie's option and be like, Oh, well, Suck it up. So the bad, too the, sad. There's too much rain. We couldn't run the third race. <laughs> That's what it would be in real life, right? Like, that, yeah, I guess so. If, if you took, I, I don't if you like t- that as an option, but I, yes, I don't it like it sense. either personally. But in real life, if you went to a, 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 a meet or whatever, I'm assuming if that was the weird strategy this meet was going with and the third race got rained out. Got red, got red flagged for whatever yeah, reason, yeah. That's, that's I, how it would go. So, yeah, it's interesting. It, it is. And... <laughs> And, and and if they went that, it would be season ending for about probably five or six drivers that that pit stop twice because that's that's just the way it is. And yeah, look, real life, that's the way it is. So, but I think they'd almost scrap the. Would they scrap the round if it was that affected? I don't if know. If it was real life, I don't know. Red, supercar races get red flagged, like yeah, but they don't have that kind. Of, oh, I suppose they had the whole tire strategy we talked about yeah. before, and yeah, okay, well, it's it's an interesting one. Anyway, <laughs> good luck. Got <laughs> <Yeah>. involved. <laughs> I yeah. hope we were any with some kind of help. Let's move out of what we've been up to because we're twenty five minutes over where I wanted to do for that. Let's go into the news and updates. Like I said, Brewster Coffee, B R E W S T R. Go rate your favorite coffee over there because um, he is a legend, Ashley Knowles, and he needs your help. Uh, but let's get into it. So the first topic is just a catch all of everything, all the fallout from the um, last week's cheating scandal that we covered um obviously so many of you actually listened to the episode and it became a little bit like i guess it was already common knowledge but everyone got a bit more of an understanding of of what happened uh because mike laid it out so well and that's the big feedback we've been getting from everyone i think yeah, there's been no, a few no people... one likes us they just like mike now yeah that's <laughs> it uh, i think a few people if i'm honest probably went out there and tried it and um might be using it now by looking at some of the results that I've been shown between last week and this week. But, you know, that's that's one of the downsides of, of you know, bringing this to as much light as we have. I'm still concerned, I said it in a tweet yesterday, that on an international level, this is just a, not an issue. And it's not that this is only happening in Australia. This is happening, if it's happening in Australia, it's happening everywhere. Um, and I, I'm concerned that no one's really picked this up at, at any kind of level outside of here. So... Um, big, big stuff to come. But anyway, let's get into the catch-all. 
Uh, so do you want to start the we'll just go by the run order, I guess? It all sort of blew up over the weekend was the big thing. Um, so we dropped the episode Wednesday, you know, lots of back and forth about the episode, all that kind of stuff, biggest numbers ever. But then PRT went uh, performance. So Premier Racing Team came out. Uh, well, that no, backstory to this is, as Mike said, um, you now have to put in your telemetry if you're going to rate in, in a SCOP series or an OSR series. Yeah, that's a lot Apex of other Hunters. leagues. Apex Hunters United has also said this, um, and they've offered refunds to anyone, but good luck getting it uh, to anyone who <laughs> wants to pull out now. <laughs> but um, this is that's uh, I love that uh, SVG. You're a legend. Um, uh, Anne's car came out with a statement saying they're going to basically mimic the actual NASCAR series, which has a no walls approach to um, setups where you can look across and see anything that anyone's doing in the garage next to you. Uh, you can get any kind of thing that you want. So they're going to have a pool where you need to put your data in and then everyone else in the league gets to look at it. It's going to bring the league closer together and it mimics the actual real life rules. So that, that was a pretty cool thing, I thought. I found that really interesting. I did not know that about NASCAR whatsoever. Um, no. And I'm assuming, I mean, I don't know much about NASCAR at all, so <laughs> please correct me if I'm wrong. But I'm assuming setups and things would be pretty important in, in yeah. ovals and stuff for like tire wear and getting the most out of the the tires, especially. And like to just open that up to everyone is, you know, it's pretty cool. I, I, I thought it was really, really interesting that that, that was actually going on um, in the real world when I read the Anne's car announcement. So, yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, no, I think that's pretty smart. But all this happened. So all the leagues came out and said, this is what's happening. Um I think the next piece in the timeline of the way things happen was Australian Online Supercar Championship came made an announcement saying, a quick mention to Season 11 competitors that we have suspended our trophy production for the top three finishes while we wait for findings of the iRacing investigation into cheating and performance-enhancing macros. More info to come. So that came out, and everyone went, okay, that's fair. That's a fair call. Um, I, I know they obviously deliberated over that, and it's because it's obviously a big statement to make because you obviously then suspect there was there was a problem. Um, and within your own league, I suppose, that's what you're kind of alluding to, aren't you? Yeah, yeah some so, suspicion. So that happened. Then the PRT announcement, which... Premier Racing Team put out a statement. Can I just say, before we go into the seriousness of this, this single statement was the best source of memes I've ever seen come out of the Australian <laughs> iRacing community. And it thank was you so very, much for the very, very <laughs> spicy memes. <laughs> but it is a very serious topic. So, P- Premier Racing Team, I'm not going to read it all, but what it boils down to is they will not share their iRacing data with any league that requires them to race in and, and supply the data they believe it is gives an unfair advantage to those people in the admin who then race in other leagues which is could, okay so it's not could they're not accusing could, yeah they're not yeah. accusing someone so let's say they're racing in scops they're not ra- accusing mike's going to get an unfair advantage over their their races if he decides to race scops they're afraid that okay so 
let's say someone else is a um, let's say Braden is a is an admin on that, so he gets to actually look at the data and and, I, and has an idea of it. Then he goes races in the Australian Online Supercar Championship. All of a sudden, he uses stuff he can glean from that data in that series, and then all of a sudden he's more competitive in that series. Um, so it's not that they're using it against them in their own league; it's it's then using it in another league. So, well, I think it was a, a concern that some people who run leagues have drivers within their own league that run under yeah, their team. Another... So, so an example of that would be Ira, for example. He yes. runs Aussie Car, but he also has Aussie Car racing team drivers that race in Aussie Car. So, say for instance, last night, me and Tim, we have a blinder. Um, we submit our telemetry. Ira goes, oh, geez, that's where Braden and Tim were gaining all this time and goes and shares it with Stuart Crawford or, or whoever it yeah. may be. Um, and the second part that obviously came out of that was they were saying that um, that they felt wouldn't feel comfortable, not only because of the telemetry, but the fact that you can get setups from the telemetry and they spend a lot of time working on setups, and for someone else to have easy access to that, um, it wouldn't be okay. Yeah, so they've, they've said, oh, as iRacing is now involved, we're happy to send any data they request uh, as they are bound by contract to keep that data secure. Um, so that is fair enough as well. Um, a professional sim racing team, we want to do things the right way and the fair way, having private data managed through iRacing and iRacing only. So I, I, I guess we should yeah. preface this by just saying as well, they also said that oh, we've got nothing to hide. So yes. um, yep. that that's sort of the statement that they've come out with. I will I... read that part because that is pretty important. So we do not have anything to hide. However, we will still we will not be supplying telemetry files to any individual race series. Yeah. I guess for me, so when I read this statement, um, the, the first thing that I sort of thought of was the whole reason that all these leagues are so uproared about this cheating stuff is because it brings their own league's integrity under, you know, um, under attack, so to speak. And they're trying to find a solution to a problem that, is not um, giving everyone the chance to be on a level playing field, right? So why would the league owners then go and do something like sharing these other teams' data with people to give them an unfair advantage, which is the whole reason they're doing this is to try and stop people having an unfair advantage. You know, it kind of goes against what the league owners are trying to achieve by getting the telemetry in the first place. So for me, it was kind of like... Yeah, it was kind of like, well, it's kind of counterintuitive to what the leagues are trying to do. You're, they're trying to stop people from having an unfair advantage and you're saying that giving them the telemetry is going to give people an unfair advantage. <laughs> so that that for me was the bit of the, the sticking point. The second thing that I kind of thought was <laughs> I, I did have to have a bit of a laugh because I, I, just, I just remember back, I don't know if you guys have seen the movie The Other Guys, and uh, Mark Wahlberg and Will Ferrell's character have the big argument in the office and Will Ferrell goes off about the tuna fish coming onto land and <laughs> attacking the lions and stuff like that. If you haven't seen it, it's a hilarious clip. And at the end, he just goes, yeah, didn't think that was going to go like that, did you? <laughs> and the whole time, uh, all I could think of was just people in the background at Premier Racing Team must have just been thinking, 
Well, that didn't go as we were expecting. <laughs> no, so to, to to give you a bit of understanding, though, to anyone who didn't see, because it did get locked down after about, I think, 160 comments. So uh, 160 comments. I don't think it had one single like. Um, I've never seen anything like that, by the way. Yeah, it was just bizarre looking at this thing that had all this comments, all this traffic. And, like, I put up a picture of a V8 supercar and it gets 11 likes just straight up. This had zero. So it would have had massive engagement before this thing got shut down and just no one had liked it. It was just flat across the board. Just people, and, and probably some people took it too far, but everyone was just, no, you're not You're not understanding what's going on here. You're not understanding the seriousness of this and what you're doing doesn't reflect well on your team making this statement. Um, now, whether they're guilty or not that's i've got no say on this we're just talking about the actual statement itself and there is a problem here for premier racing team they will only be able to race in certain leagues with this stance going forward and i've talked to a few league owners since and and we talked about mike last week they're a private league they're not bound to get their numbers up they're not bound to a duty to to let you into their series, they're not bound to anything other than running the league the way they want for their members to be the happier they want. And if you're not going to abide by their rules, they're not going to change anything to let you in. Hmm. They're just going to go, okay, that's so sad. Thank you very much. Have a great time. Me, as a, as a watcher of a race, I'm not going to watch a broadcast race if that league isn't doing everything it can to weed out cheaters from their thing because it's just going to be why like cool these top five people are obviously just on rails i don't want to watch this like because that's all you're going to see on the broadcast i'll find out which leagues are trying to actively get rid of cheaters and which aren't at the end of the day i racing needs to fix this i racing needs needs a solution asap because it is only going to tear the the community apart like i'm already watching races and and you see things you go well is that that a macro (laughs) like that's a great start that guy got wow that's amazing (laughs) and we will get to in a sec well we get to it now premier racing team wins the crisscross bathurst 1000 do i care about that now (laughs) like you know that's that's a great thing to do but They've come out and done this statement. We obviously know Crisscross isn't asking for telemetry data, so cool. Do I, what? How much? How much effort do I put into caring about that result now? And that's just flat across the board with anyone now who who has a a, a really good result. All of a sudden, hey, cool, Tim, you're doing like 10, 20 positions better than you ever have before. Like, wow, that's great. Tell me how. <laughs> Where do I download the program? <laughs> it wasn't the CSLDD. <laughs> no. <laughs> I haven't heard from you yet, Tim. What, what's your thoughts on the PRT statement, I guess? Um, yeah, look, I think it wasn't great timing and I really don't think it was really well thought through, but to be honest. Um, it's you know, a lesson in reading the room, isn't it? Yeah, 100%. And it's if, they, if that's the way they felt, why didn't they just wait? for iRacing to release it. The major series aren't starting yet. Um, the big one, which you would assume that they would have been trying to take part in, which is Scops, doesn't start for a bit. They could have just been patient just to see what happened and just waited for it to settle a little bit. Because what we're doing, what we're, where we're at right now, unless some significant information gets leaked or released, it's going to go quiet. It will go quiet until something 
gets released or iRacing does something. Um, my my thing about the other part that I don't I, I think is really weird about this is that, um, and it goes to your point about reading the room, but all these leagues are putting this requirement in. If they want to be the best drivers and they want to race with the best drivers, they're going to have to. Yep. It's simple. It's, it's, it's There's no conversation about it. It's If they want to be in SCOPS, if they want to be in the best um, V8 league, they've got to provide their data because they're not going to get it anywhere else. Um, yeah, look, I think that's 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 yeah my feeling on it. But look, I think there's there's more to more to come out of the the cupboards, and I think it'll be interesting over the coming weeks. But I, like I said to you before, I think nothing's going to change until I racing do something. Unfortunately, and um, I think all the leagues have done the right thing and made the right decisions. Um, it'll be interesting to see how far it goes because it's you know you hear murmurs and rumors and it's all hearsay but some of the things line up so when you you line up some of the dots and look at some races and particular types of races and the way that certain people win those races it's it's very interesting and you you question you know there are absolutely no doubt some absolute aliens in australia who do incredible things but when you know random races they're winning by eight 20 seconds sometimes it just doesn't line up and something that's got to change you know it needs to be as even as possible um unfortunately when there's money involved or even egos at time times people need to cheat um and that's with any game you know you will go you're you're you've been in the gaming um industry for a lot longer than some of us have been and you're like you know your fingers deep into it you know you think of you know COD and um, yeah. Fortnite and all those other big games that there's so much money involved. There's every uh, you know there's people trying to find ways to cheat on those every day of the week. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, it's the same with right this. back to the, the start of time. Honestly, game for World of Warcraft, obviously the best example. You pay someone to get you gold. That's simple. Mm. Gold farmers are a real thing in any MMO. Yeah. Um, yeah, easy money to make. I know Braden's wanting to jump in here and cut you off. What's yeah, What's I can't remember one in our little chat. I don't know if it might have even been you, Tim. Um, it was either your your Alex mentioned like surely PR team, and if they didn't, they're crazy for not doing this. Surely they went to some other teams and went, "Hey, we don't think this is okay. Would you back us by saying, hey, 'Hey, you're also not willing to do this'?" And if they got the response from other teams, if they did go to other teams, because coming out on your own with a statement like this is very, very bold and very, very risky. And if they did go to other teams to try and seek that support and the other teams went, mm, I'm sorry, we're not getting involved in that, <laughs> then they're crazy for putting that statement out. Yeah, see, this reeks of, this reeks of the strategy of exactly what you said. We've got... Uh, like you, you drop this statement, and there's five other statements that drop random yeah. exactly at the same time across the board, 100%. and all of a sudden the, the race leagues the organizers are going, "Oh, okay, hold on, we're, we're not, not going to have, have any drivers." Yeah, leagues. exactly. But this is so on its own, so so on its own, and like I said, okay, so I'm not. I'll, let's let's move away from that for a sec. I, this is something that I talked about in our little chat as well. Nothing to do with this statement, but I came out and said, I, no one has owned up to it yet. Mm. No one has owned up. What are you What are you doing if you know you've been cheating in iRacing for this long? You know that you're never going to be able to race in a league that you want to race in any ever again. Like, what are you doing? Like, what can you do? You, you A, admit to it now and say, hey, I know five other people who I'm taking down with me, but 
Um, <laughs> at least I'm going out on my own terms. I've been doing this. I'm really sorry. I know what I've done. I'm going to be slower now, but let me just, you know, do my thing. Um, B, do you sit there and go, cool, I'm just going to start submitting my data, but I'm going to turn off my thing now and all of a sudden I'm three seconds or four seconds off the pace and no longer racing in that series anyway? Well, I don't think it would be that dramatic, to be fair. No, but... But I know what you mean. You know, all of a sudden you are you are definitely slower. Or do yeah. I just not race in this leagues anymore? And all of a sudden the suspicion of guilt is even worse than what this statement puts on PRT. Or do I put my telemetry in and just hope they don't notice? <laughs> Honestly, that's that's the problem with nothing happening is that <laughs> you win now, you look guilty. You don't say anything, you look guilty. You leave, you look guilty. <laughs> like there's no there's no way around not looking guilty just about. Um except yeah, it's it's a really bad situation. And like you said, for the community until iRacing comes out. I honestly think whoever has been doing it is going for the turtle shell approach and just sticking yeah. their head in their turtle shell and hoping that iRacing never gets around to figuring it out and hoping that, you know, Mike's uh, talks with iRacing have all been falsified and, you know, <laughs> I, I honestly think that it's almost like they're just praying that it's just it going to... washes yeah, the rug and... blows Absolutely. over and, and, and doesn't happen. But I think it's a little bit too deep for that and it's... I don't know, but I just... Unfortunately, like, I don't see iRacing coming out with anything. Even if they even if they ban people, I think we'll hear absolutely nothing no. from iRacing, in my opinion. This will be a case of all of a sudden people are driving around with a number two next to their name or a number three next to their name, or they just won't appear anymore because their IPs are being banned, which is most likely what will happen. Um, and then it'll be like, oh, gee, I wonder whatever happened to that Braden Martin guy. He used to be really quick. He hasn't got an account anymore. I can't find his account. I wonder what happened. Did he? Um, but they can, and they can still get around that, though. They can, yes. Yeah, exactly. But so do you? It's... At this stage, do you? Or do you just go to a a a, a, a set of Corsa or Gran nah. Turismo or something like that? And... It's not, but it's a, it's a big part of this for me. If if it, Let's just pretend it started in Australia and it's went further than that or it's been sourced from overseas and they're sharing it here, whatever it may be. I... I truly believe the Australian community is it's a community that loves to race in its in leagues because one there's obviously a, a, an amazing bunch of blokes that love to have fun and race really well but there's also a lot of egos in there um, and and I'm not there's no diss on anyone but it's it happens in any type of type of racing and any type of sport um, being able to drive in Australia in the best leagues and be at the top means a lot for a lot of people and they will do whatever they need to do to be at the top and that is you know creating extra accounts it's creating different names it's you know one week coming in as mr mary smith and then the week after coming in as francis theodore um whatever it may be they'll they'll do it they'll do what they need to do to continue racing the only way that'll stop is you know one i racing does something finds out who it was but then if they don't ban them they'll try and have something in you would hope in the background that detects this kind of stuff but i just don't see how it's going to happen i i, I don't i don't but i'm not a coder i don't know how i know there's people yeah. working on this and it's not just i racing working on it i know there's actually people with good connections trying to work work oh definitely re- yeah yeah reverse definitely. engineer this be 
like, and especially to find out who would, who, like, uh, everyone's got their suspicions out in the community. And if you follow all the Facebook pages, you've probably seen, thir- like, I, I love the odds <laughs> just shortened for like randomly thir- uh, five extra drivers on the, on the odds page. I love how uh, the uh, odds from the start were just terrible odds. Like there's odds yeah. below the dollar. Like what yeah. kind of gambling agency is this? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Give me a dollar. I'll give you five cents back if you're right. And I'll keep the other 95 cents. Well done. They're um, the cheats here. Yeah, yeah. Did Mike's did Mike's odds go up after his no, no, podcast in a dollar and six or something like yeah, that? Right. Uh, Good money, I thought they might actually, have went up. To be honest. Yeah. <laughs> um, look, we'll we'll circle it right back around to the fact that we we mentioned it before with Anscar and NASCAR. Every single uh, world league requires you to submit some kind of testing at that level. And I understand what PRT has said is different because they think that people racing are going to give out. It's not independent. That's exactly right. So supercars, cool. We give you all your stuff. You can test it out, find out we're not cheating. Cool, excellent. But Bargwan is not going to come and start racing you and all of a sudden be be up up, up on pace with you, even though Bargs isn't doing it anymore. But Just on that quickly, though, there's nothing to say someone ain't out there saying, hey, I'll give you 500 grand to uh, chuck me uh, Jamie Wynn Cup's telemetry from Sydney. You know, like, yeah, it, can exactly. still, it can still happen no matter how independent things are. There's, exactly. there's things money that speaks so yeah look i if you race in every single racing thing around the world unless you're talking to hamilton um tries to keep racing fair in any league you're doing um so yeah unless like there's no other way to do it you've just got to submit no. stuff and that's the only way we can do it right now until our racing fixes it yeah, the IRS is going to hate us after this episode. We just bagged them the whole way through. Sorry, guys. No, it's all good. There's, yeah, there's two other parts to it as well, though. What weren't wasn't there um, from the telemetry? The concern was they were going to get setups, but that is can be turned off within the ini file. Yeah, yep. Braden, you've got all this. Yeah, so some people in the uh, community did some testing. Um, there was a bit of a problem that basically through um, Motec, um, you can just. Uh, load up the telemetry file from iRacing in MoTeC and it will basically spit out exactly every single number to do with uh, the setup. Obviously, that means you could load up their telemetry, grab their setup, dial it in for your car, and you've got their setup. And fair enough, teams spend hours and hours and hours testing to get their, their setups the way they do. A couple of things on this, Jackson, Susan Harlow was very vocal in the community about, well, that's great, but just because you've got a setup doesn't mean you can drive first of all. Second of all, setups can be very tailored towards a driver's driving yes, style. Exactly. So, you know, for you to get the most out of that setup, you need to be able to drive like that. Jackson says, you know, he has a very specific driving style. He likes his car very oversteery. Um, you know, for Pit Wilco, maybe he can't jump in that setup and do the same laps as Jackson, Susan Harlow. Maybe you can, mate. I'm not sure. That's, that's pretty guaranteed. Nah, got it. <laughs> um, and... Uh, I think thirdly, honestly, just thirdly quickly on that. that, just quick on that. The best example, I think, it was Scaife. No one could drive Scaife's car. His setup was set up so I think it was so loose or so tight. One of the it was extreme in one direction, and everyone who jumped in just went, "Nah, I can't do this." And um, like it, it's such a tailored thing. Even the skips, we've seen it so much. Cool, eight ARB versus three ARB is is 
like I did six, someone did seven, someone did eight. It just makes it, like everyone's different at different speeds. But yeah, go the yeah. third one, Brad. Yeah, and it's also it... for, it's also for Stappen and um, Albon. Like it's a perfect example, and even Ricardo to a degree Perez. But yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Like there's there's exact answers, uh, exact examples there, and that was actually my point too. Was you, you know the fact that you need to still you still need to drive it and still need to win. Yeah. Yeah, um, and but uh, some people in the community basically solved this. There's in the app.ini file, there's a one or a zero you can change. That basically means that when you take your telemetry, it doesn't record any setup data. So um, you can send off your telemetry. It's just telemetry with no setup data. Uh, someone in the community spoke to, and I know this is sounding all very he said, she said, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> uh, I just can't remember all the names uh, off the top of my head. Uh, but basically had someone who's extremely fluent in MoTeC and using MoTeC and obviously uses it a lot, possibly with real racing teams. Um, and they basically said to go from just telemetry and try and reverse engineer a setup from telemetry, you're looking at 15, 20 plus hours worth of time on track to try and get to that, work out what's different about the setup. And that's now 15 to 20 hours working on a setup for a race that's already happened. So yeah. it's then not beneficial until the next time you go to that race anyway. Exactly. And it's now 15 to 20 hours worth of time you're taking away from practicing for the next race that you have to go and do. So it's diminishing returns anyway. Exactly. No, I I don't see I don't see the argument. Let's put it that way. Um, I think PRT, like I said, didn't read the room. And really, is on a hiding under nothing with with the reasonings behind it. But it's just it's a deflection. That's all it is. Yeah. It's a deflection. Just on um, PRT as well. I hope people don't think this is a pile on PRT type thing. I actually probably can't even name a driver from PRT, so I don't know who who drives for them. I, I literally have only just seen this statement. Yeah, this so. is purely because they put out a statement. Yeah. Like I said, if <laughs> if we're reading this statement along with five other teams that have done the thing. You know, we wouldn't even be mentioning their name, but they are the only team that I've seen so far that's put out this statement, um, except for the KFC team, which, uh, <laughs> no, that was a meme, sorry. Sorry. Um, no, look, it was, it, that's, we're, just, we're just talking about this. This is, a, this is a news article to do with the cheating scandal because this is someone, we always try and give both sides in any kind of news thing. It's, you know, this is from Mike's side. This is what someone's saying against Mike. This is, no, we can't do that. So, we're just giving then our opinions on top of that, which more, is purely opinions. More than happy if someone from PRT wants to pop on and, and have a chat and maybe give a bit more perspective to their side if it maybe comes across better in spoken spoken verse as opposed to written Facebook post. Um, the yep. offer's always there. I've And I've I've put out all week anyone who wants to come on uh, who has any news or anything to do with anything, come on, we'll, we'll do stuff and, and we'll record stuff. Just like we've recorded something with Daniel Yeaman, which we're going to move on to now. Uh, Daniel Yeaman is the man behind Australian Online Gaming. They've got a cool little... They've actually, for the second time, me and Tim drove for the first time, they combined with SimSpeed to do the truck series. We scraps went and raced in the trucks around ovals. Didn't do... I oh know, Tim did well, I didn't. Um, mm-hmm. Did I beat you in that series? Multiple times. I keep getting taken out. I'm just saying. That's right. I, I yeah. stayed at the back and went, oh, there you go. spinning off again. Um, but yeah, they, they've teamed up with uh, One Sim Speed. And if you've heard the interview by now, uh, you would have heard Jay Kennedy talking about how he wanted an IndyCar series on Sim Speed. And now he's got it because Australian Online Gaming has combined with Sim Speed to bring 
uh, the Indy Series there. I think they've had two races in, but we just wanted to have a bit of a chat with Daniel uh, about how um, how that all came about and obviously his Porsche Cup Series that he's got going as well through Australian Online Gaming. So take it away, Daniel. And welcome, Dan, to the podcast, mate. How are you going? Great. Thanks, Peter, and uh, really happy to be here with you. Uh, it's been too long. It's been too long. I've seen your name pop up in just about every single race I try and do, and you're always ahead of me. It's good to finally get a chat with you. Um, you're here to talk to you about you're the man behind AOG, Australian Online Gaming Series, and you had a bit of a um, collaboration last year with SimSpeed, which I was part of, the the truck series. Uh, but this year you're doing what I know Jay Kennedy's been looking to do for a long time, an IndyCar series. How, how did all that come about? Um, yeah, so really been able to over the past sort of six months or so sort of build a relationship with the guys at SimSpeed. Uh, as you mentioned there, and yeah, our first venture, just as a quick sign out, was yeah, indeed that NASCAR truck series. Um, unfortunately, that's uh, on hiatus. We haven't been able to really get a second season of that one going. Just um, also with the success of a, a group like Anscar, and uh, also, I believe there's at least one other uh, established league here in Australia, New Zealand, got the trucks covered. So that's um, it's yeah, it's a bit hard to really break into a market like that. But yeah, uh, I had a couple of guys from SimSpeed who really wanted to get an IndyCar league up and running. They'd taken part in the Major Series, which has an Indy 500 as part of that broader schedule. So after a while of sort of thinking back and forth about wanting to do something over the summer under the Aussie online gaming brand, um, just to pass the time between the Porsche cup seasons, um, decided to, to back the idea of an IndyCar series, uh, in about November, December, uh, last year. And, uh, and then sort of, yeah, put a plan together real quick, um, and launch the series, uh, last week with our first race and, uh, seems to be uh, off to a good start. Definitely. It sounds like it is. Uh, so how many weeks have we got for, for the IndyCar series? So it's the remaining weeks of the season one calendar. So nine rounds total. Uh, we do have a break week in there because of SimSpeed's commitments to Scops uh, with the season opener, which will be after round number six of our IndyCar series. Okay, cool. And if people are still interested in racing IndyCars on SimSpeed through Australian Online Gaming, can they still do that? Yes. So we do have about 50 drivers. We do have 50 drivers registered as of today. Um, race servers are capped at 43 due to the ovals just having a, a driver limit of 43. So there is a reserve system in place. Um, that's all being handled through the Aussie Online Gaming Discord. Um, links to that are all up on the the AOG Facebook page. That's our main social media platform um, for the foreseeable future. Um, or otherwise, um, I'm more than happy to talk about things on Discord um, I'm in a couple of different Discord servers. So if you spot my name, um, it's currently Dan Yeaman on Discord. Um, if you want to talk to me about AOG things and Discord as a social media platform for you, by all means, feel free to reach out to me there and I can uh, direct you into the right place when it comes to my stuff through AOG. Definitely. So give us a quick background on AOG before we go into the Porsche Cup. Sure thing, yeah. So AOG actually wasn't founded by me. It was founded by uh, my, my former team boss, uh, Carl Gretsch. And I believe one of his uh, co-founders, Jack Anderson. And I originally started up as a Forza League back in 2019. Oh, wow. So it's actually been ticking along. I believe it, it was called the Forza Endurance Championship back then. Um, I was only brought into the, the sim team, which is Drop Bear Motorsport, uh, middle of 2020, uh, just before Le Mans uh, back then. Um, and then the AOG Porsche Cup was conceived 
it was June of 2020. It was our first season of that series. Um, and yeah, basically Kyle decided he wanted to put on a, a fixed setup Porsche Cup League. Tuesday nights, uh, we followed that first season was we followed the V8 Supercar schedule for that that time of the year. Um, and just after that, uh, at the start of 2021, uh, Kyle took a break from sim racing. So he entrusted both the sim team and the league to me and uh, just keeping it going in his stead, brought on a couple of uh, guys that I've been able to meet over the past year or so, uh, getting more active and uh, well, in racing leagues in general. And um, as a result, now building up uh, this new sort of stage of AOG, we're partnering closely with SimSpeed, um, hopefully getting most of our stuff broadcast by them where they're available. Um, but I have to also mention a uh, big thanks to Luke at Race Stars TV, who was the first uh, broadcaster that Kyle got on initially. And then Luke was uh, very generous and able to stay with us uh, four seasons total uh, for just over 12 months in calendar time. Yes, Luke does an amazing job now. From my understanding, Luke does it all solo. Is that the, is that correct? That's correct. Yeah, I'm very f- well fortunate enough to be able to have worked with him. Uh, yeah, through AOG, also assisted Australian Sports Car Championship in getting the data ready for for Luke. Um, just due to getting used to uh, the the software Luke uses. Um, so yeah, Luke is indeed as a as a one man show um, hard to beat here in Australia at the moment. Oh, it's ridiculous. He does an amazing job. Well done, Luke. Uh, so let's wrap it up with the Porsche series now. What's happening with that right now? So launched registrations for our sixth season of the AOG Porsche Cup uh, just last night, uh, actually. So we've received over a dozen uh, signups already, which is fantastic. Um, I'm only going to be taking 60 registrations for the season um, because we'll be using pre-qualifying to cut that back to a grid of 45 per race. So I don't want too many guys signing up and then missing out um, because we do have guys who are um, like Scops regulars and and high-level GT Cup car drivers. Yep. Also, some people have expressed interest in sort of trying to push for things like the Porsche Super Cup. Um, so we've made a few changes this year, open setups. It's going to be one calendar throughout the entirety of 2022 from us uh, where we've used to do short, uh, sharp seasons and then do a couple of those per year. Um so a few changes from us in that respect, but yeah, hopefully trying to keep it as a platform where we've got uh, amateurs looking to just run in a regular series and, and like the car uh, through to the guys who want to start pushing towards pro-level aspirations and hopefully accommodate as many of those people here in Australia New Zealand. And also, if people have got good connect- internet connections, we're happy to have people international also race with us as well. Definitely. So where can they go to sign up for all these things? Um, so again, uh all driver communications are handled primarily through our Aussie Online Gaming Discord. Um, link to that and well, our social media page, we have Aussie Online Gaming on Facebook. That's your best uh, place to start in terms of, sort of the general social media posts um, and announcements. There's a pinned link to the Discord on that Facebook page. So that's facebook.com forward slash Aussie Online Gaming. Um, so that's the, the first place to start and then that can link you to the Discord and the Discord is where I keep uh, driver info most up to date and uh, hopefully this year get that facebook page rolling and ticking over with uh, regular pictures and posts from me as well excellent sounds great uh i recommend anyone i was as i said i was part of the the truck series and it was run really well except for a couple of times when jay decided to put the wrong service up but that was still fun indeed um but yeah definitely go over and check it out and, and join up if you can especially the indycar series it's really good to see 50 already um registered for that series uh, hopefully 
it can become a bit of a mainstay on the Australian iRacing scene. We will be covering a lot more of your results on the podcast, so thank you for that. And, yeah, thanks for your time, Dan. We'll talk to you soon. A pleasure, Peter. Thanks for having me on, and uh, look forward to keeping you guys up to date with where we're at in terms of racing, as you mentioned there, with results as uh, they come in. Excellent. Thank you. Thanks for that, Dan. You're a legend. Um, No one else has heard this, so we can't really comment too much on it at this stage. I did watch race two and I turned it on and I think I saw a race stopping caution accident. So it was under yellow flag, someone hit someone else and then the track was blocked and about 15 other cars then crashed into other cars, but they had a a fast repair. So um, it was a bit of chaos, but well done and uh, hopefully get him on to do some results for that fairly soon. Are you, are you keen for the IndyCars, Tim, or what? Um, I would be if there was 14 days in a week. Um, I like The AOG guys run a really good league. Um, they're a good bunch of guys as well. Um, yep. And look, the Scraps scraps was, you know, I think, you know, one of partly also um, Jay's little... Um, you know, it was something that he really wanted to do. And you can see that, you know, Fixed indie as well is something that he really wanted to do. So I, like, I think there's a lot of, um, op- I think there's, a, uh, personally, yes, I would like to, but I just don't have the time. And I think it, I watched the broadcast, the broadcast looked fantastic. The competition looked great. The racing was great besides the cautions. Um, but it's something Australia definitely, I think, needs. And there's absolutely the drivers out there that want to do it. Um, it's not something, it's something that I bought the car to do, uh, car to race. And I've, I think I've been in it twice and I just, I just don't have the time, but, um, I love driving. It's an awesome car to drive. Yeah. I've heard yeah, good be- things about driving it. Apparently it's, apparently it's really, really fun. I'm also going to say anytime you see Cameron dance pop up in a series, you know, it's a pretty well run respected series. So he yeah, doesn't, uh, he wouldn't be jumping into things that are rubbish. Okay, cool. So quickly, we'll head into some news. iRacing just decided to drop a post on Facebook and Twitter and everything saying, hey, you like dirt content? We've got more dirt content coming Dirt content coming for you in the next couple of seasons. So keep an eye out for some announcements on what tracks they're going to be adding uh, to the roster for the dirt. It seems to be dirt oval that they're, they're aiming for. So the World of Outlaws yep. sort, of, sort of stuff over the next couple of weeks. I assume with the last two weeks of the World of Outlaw Sprint Cars Pro Series um, coming up over yeah, these next two weeks, you'll probably start to see some uh, announcements uh, tying in for the season finale of that. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens in the Dirt Overworld. But in the Dirt Overworld, I just talked about the World of Outlaw Sprint Cars Pro Series. Round 8 happened. Now, I wouldn't normally be too concerned about this. It's a great dirt racing series. But Clayton Davies, the man himself... Three 11ths in a row, I think he's had the last three rounds in the feature. So doing really well. Quali 21 in the heat, he got fourth, which got him into the into the feature and ended up coming 11th. Uh, Braden Shute's actually been having a fairly strong series as well from the same racing team. So um, I actually, I'm not sure. Let's see. Braden Shute is racing anyway. So he qualified sixth in the heat. He got third. Uh, and then in the feature, end up coming fourth in the feature. So extremely well done, Braden Shoot. Uh, so they're going really well. There's two rounds to go. Our, our boy Alex Bergeron is currently leading. Uh, he's got about a four-point buffer on on second place, which is Cam, Cameron Merriman. Um, James Eden's in a little bit further back in third. Uh, but as for those Aussies... I can't recognize any names there, but um, 
yeah, the boys are doing well. They're, they're coming good anyway towards the end of the season. So hopefully did well I done. In Berge- the- did I see Alex Bergeron had a baby yesterday? Was that what I saw on iRacing? Did he? Yeah, if you did, congratulations. If you didn't, sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm it. Uh, I'm certain I, um, I saw that on, 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 on Facebook today, I thought. I do love when Wilco goes and reads uh, names from international races, though. So... I reckon we're getting to the point now after almost a year of the podcast, we might be able to start putting together like some highlight clips of Peter trying to pronounce people's names. I reckon it'd be, be a good little mini podcast by itself. Ah, uh, get stuffed. Anyway, <laughs> um, I'm just trying to find this this Alex news. I've put him on Twitter, but I can't find him. Anyway, I'll look into that a bit further. The final piece of news, which is another one we'll quickly gloss over again. I talked about it the other week with iRacing wanting to... I want them to partner up with um, with the old NVIDIA and do some more stuff like DLSS. They've actually just uh, recently come on to uh, the front page for NVIDIA's Reflex Low Latency Technology. The iRacing's picture all of a sudden appeared on games that are supported on that. So that is a start to see that iRacing is working with NVIDIA to uh, get some stuff happening to improve the graphics and improve the, the obviously the low latency stuff is really important. I did have um, to laugh in the article it pointed out that it was a surprise to see iRacing get get on this list and that there were some pretty big titles that missed out. So that was um that was pretty interesting. Yeah, it's 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 a weird one because um no fanfare, not no iRacing coming out and saying, oh by the way we just did this. It's just uh. Is that iRacing pictured there in that service now? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Let's go find out a bit more. Um, anyway, so if you want to ever announce anything iRacing, actually tell people, come on the podcast, let us know. That'd be great. Let's move into the results. LockedOnLads.com slash Discord is the place to find uh, us and have a chat to us. Uh, thank you to everyone who joined in the last week after listening to last week's podcast. It was really good to have a chat to you all. I uh, got some cool new members in there, and they're starting to find their way through things like the Shower Should Meat channel. We've got the beautiful pork spit roast um, pictured in there as well, um, the mental health channel and stuff like that. But definitely come in and join us. If the link in the show notes doesn't work, just hit me up on Facebook. I will get you uh, a link to get into it. Um, but as for the results, let's start with SNL. I'm going to say it. Hey, Alex McKellar, tell us about SNL. G'day, everyone. Alex McKellar here with the latest SNL wrap. Week two of the season, 26, saw us take to the Red Bull Ring GP layout once again, and we were set for the fast-flowing racing that it presents, usually only punctuated by the hard-breaking, overtaking opportunities that present at turns two and three, in stark contrast to the super-fast final two corners where races are often won and lost. Qualifying once again saw the Japanese flyer Naoya Nagai taking pole, just ahead of Christian Perez, who at just under two tenths behind, seems to be bridging the gap between himself and Nagai, who has been dominating qualifying for the last couple of seasons. Second row was occupied by two ANZ drivers in Brett McBurney and the cowboy Sam Devantia. SNL regulars Julian O'Frey and Giuseppe Tolini filled out the third row and fifth and sixth respectively. Other ANZ drivers in the field include Vasco Sarovsky, whose qualifying woes continued, finding himself starting 10th, with Team Milo's Russell Clark starting 13th. 
White Knuckle Racing's Sean Doyle out of 15th and Neil Gardner joining us for his first race of the season, getting away from 17th on the grid. The opening lap saw an 18-car long centipede of Skip Barber cars that had shortened to a lead group of 12 by its end and the cream had already started rising its way to the top. Turn two, of course, is where the overtaking action usually takes place and as a result, it is also usually the hotspot when it comes to incidents as well. It didn't take long for the first incident to unfold as by lap two we saw season 25 champion Julian O'Frey tag from behind, the ensuing damage taking him out for the race. This also saw the lead pack whittled down to four cars in Nagai, Perez, McBurney and Devantia, with the former pair setting the pace and the two ANZ drivers eagerly poised to dive into the action at any stage. At the same time, there was a hot battle taking place in a secondary pack that stretched down to Russell Clark in P10, with the gap extending out to as much as 3.5 seconds from the leaders. It was all line stern up front until lap 7 of 12, where Perez decided that he'd seen enough of Nagai's rear wing and decided to push the action. This, of course, was music to the ears of the chasing pack, who were able to close the gap by 1.5 seconds in just that one lap of action as a result. While the action for the lead continued up front as the laps counted down, we saw some great shots of the chasing pack led by Rodriguez looming large in an ever-closing background. And by the start of lap 10, the two had become one in the final charge for the win. Rodriguez having an immediate impact, taking fourth position away from Devantia, who'd been playing the patient long game. The blowtorch came out for the last two laps, nowhere more evident than in the final run through turn two, where the leaders went three wide on the approach. This is where things came unstuck as Rodriguez and Nagai came together in the braking zone, with Nagai's skippy launched into the lower levels of the stratosphere, somersaulting a dozen times before sticking the landing perfectly on one of the tyre barriers in the turn two runoff area. The contact also saw Rodriguez reach his incident limit, and he was immediately ejected from the race and into a parallel universe. In an amazing turn of events, this saw the ever-patient Sam Devantia artfully pick his way through the chaos, the cowboy finding himself in the lead of the race with just over half a lap to go. With the remaining drivers in the front pack fighting three wide over the podium scraps, Devantia looked to be a shoo-in for his maiden SNL victory. And so it was, emulating the great Enzo Cantor wiggle from seasons past, he crossed the line, Sam Devantia, taking out the round two win at the ring. Xavier Sanchez similarly raced a patient race throughout, and we only called his name in the commentary for the first time as he snatched second spot on the dice from Christian Perez, who took out third position for the second week in a row. McBurney was shuffled back to fourth after spending the majority of the race running third and pushing to move forward in the closing stages. The ANZ driver just losing out in the final push for the line with Giuseppe Tolini closing out the lead pack and the top five positions. The other ANZ runners in the field were led by Russell Clark, who fought his way forward to finish sixth in his best result in some time. Sean Doyle rose up seven positions to finish eighth, with Neil Gardner moving up six positions to finish inside the SNL points in 11th. Unfortunately for Vasco Sorovsky, his early season luck failed him again as he finished in 17th position, he was joined by other series contenders Nagai and O'Frey, who were 16th and 18th respectively. 
Turning to our attention briefly to the ANZ drivers in the other splits on the night, Ryan Portelli continued his good results with a third position in the second split just behind David Lawrence in second. Mitchell Nichols and Paul Wilson had good showings in sixth and seventh respectively, while Aussie car drivers Nathan Verney and Matthew Harriet had tougher nights out, finishing in 15th and 16th. SNL stalwarts Mark Jeffrey and Jason Wilman turned out in the third split where they ran 6th and 7th with the great Ken Hyams not far behind in 10th. Jumping over to the standings after two rounds, with back-to-back podium finishes, we see Christian Perez atop of the standings. Ryan Portelli parlaying his good results in the second split to be the leading ANZ driver, sitting in second place overall. He, along with Mitchell Nichols in third, demonstrating once again that consistency in any of our splits can lead to good results in the SNL Championship overall, which is a big part of our community-based racing. The first of our Japanese drivers, Shinichi Otsu, sits in fourth position with ANZ's Paul Wilson rounding out the top five. Other ANZ drivers in the top 20 include Sam Devantia, who this week rose 37 positions after his maiden victory to sit in seventh. Rick McBurney's solid performance sees him in 11th, just ahead of Vasco Sorowski in 12th. Team Milo bossman Russell Clark is the final ANZ driver on the leaderboard in 15th position. Turning our eyes forward to next week, we head to the Highlands of Scotland for our first visit to the new Knock Hill circuit. Expect a different style of racing on this tight and undulating track where the drivers will be tested by several blind, cresting apexes at a track where overtaking is difficult. Will this suit the likes of Naoya Nagai, who appears to have an almost permanent lock-on pole position each week, or will it be the likes of Christian Perez, with his racecraft, uh, able to manufacture something special? How will the cowboy back up after his maiden victory? These questions and more will be answered at 9.15pm Australian Eastern Daylight Time, which is GMT Plus 11 on the Top Split TV Twitch channel. So join us on Trackle for the live broadcast. If you miss it, you can always head over to the Top Split YouTube channel and check out the race replay with all the previous 25 seasons of MNL and SNL history. But for now, folks, thank you for all your ongoing support of the series and thanks to the Locked On iRacing podcast for their ongoing coverage of the best and brightest ANZ iRacing action. I'm Alex McKellar, and until next time, ciao for now. I hope Alex did the recording and you heard that. That was really cool. Thank you uh, to everyone who's racing in SNL and seeing it grow. It's really good to see. But let's move into Aussie car. Something you haven't done for a while. Formula Skip Barber results, Braden. What happened in a, an eventful race around Knox Hill, which um, saw some of the favourites not put enough fuel in and a brand new, really fast guy end up spinning and taking out a locked-on car? Good question. I wasn't there for once. So, oh. <laughs> it's um, yeah, I, I did watch some of the broadcast, but I completely forgot to go around and uh, watch the rest of it, to be honest. So, um, I can get up these results and go through them yeah, for no, you. While you're doing that, Ka- Cameron Dance was the one who didn't put enough fuel in, had to go in top up. Um, oh, and who's the fast guy from SNL? Um, what he saw turned up. <laughs> oh, Vasco Sorovsky. Yeah, came in and then yeah had a bit of a spin and took out uh, Ash. No, Ashley Noel spun on his own, got taken out. I took out Russell, which was well done actually. I mean, bad luck, Russell. Um, he might have taken out. Uh, I can't remember who it was. It was locked on car anyway. 
Sounds about right. It sounds like our kind of luck. But yeah, Vasco, he um, yeah, spun twice. Once in the first, once in the second race. Poor guy. All right, so race one results saw... Well, I think we're all getting a bit tired of this guy winning races in Aussie car. And um, we thought maybe the return of uh, Cameron Dan It wasn't just a win. It was a dominating performance. But anyway, yeah. It really no. was a dominating performance. Um, yeah, saw Alex John just go back to the top of the tables again, uh, taking the win, out-qualifying Cameron Dance to take pole and then holding on to take the win as well. So a very impressive uh, drive for Alex John from Darren Tune, who got his first Aussie car podium, I believe, uh, in his second season. Uh, and Russell Clark the third, the Milo boss man himself, uh, getting himself onto the podium for the first race as well. John Schultz, Neil Gardner, Alex McKellar, uh, Cameron Dance, Ben Snell, Sean Doyle, and Brody Cook rounded out your top 10. The biggest movers were John Snell up six places, 25th up to 19th. Darren Lassou up five places, up 26th up to 21st. And Alex McKellar up from 11th to 5th. Now, it's not very often we see Alex McKellar sitting outside the top 10 in uh, an yeah, individual like qualifying session. Yeah, so very um, good drive to get back up into uh, sixth spot, though. Uh, the second race, once again, the one and only Alex John, he just can't be stopped at the moment, uh, took position one from teammate Alex McKellar, who had another good race improving up four spots to get second, from Ben Snell uh, rounding out your podium. John Schultz, Darren Schoon, Sean Doyle, Locked on zone, Timothy Harris, Sean McKenzie, Cameron Dance, and Neil Gardner rounded out your top 10 for race two, which saw some big movers down the field. Jesse White Carrig uh, up nine spots, 25th to 16th. Craig Kermond up 27 uh, spots, 22nd up to 15th. And Ben Snell and Timothy Harris both up five spots as well, which gives us the championship standings, which has Alex John. In P1, uh, 11 points clear of Darren Tune in second spot. Alex McKellar in third. John Schultz, Ben Snell, Russell Clark, Sean Doyle, Neil Gardner, Cameron Dance, and Sean McKenzie uh, tied with Tim Harris for 10th position. The team's championship uh, looking like top split are going to dominate this one again already with top split racing in P1. Van Diemen Racing team with a little cat <laughs> emoji uh, in second spot, Van Diemen Racing team with a little dog emoji in uh, third and locked on iRacing podcast, fourth white knuckle racing in fifth. Uh, yeah. No road to 2K I, I... points up yet. Oh, really? Uh, I must, I'm looking at the wrong link. That's yeah, why. Yeah, I think I, I was doing it from the Aussie car discord because I don't think so I'm looking for emojis card. and I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. I don't think we've got the right uh, spreadsheet for uh, for Skip Barbers at the moment. So we'll have to fix that up That's for next it. week. Yeah, look, um, absolutely dominating watching. I watched it from um, Alex John, a bit ridiculous how, how far ahead he was. It was some interesting driving from one Ben Snell. Didn't. Decided to use the dirt more than the tarmac. I guess it's not that interesting. But then there was things like Vernie decided to do it. It was that the, the just coming out of the back straight before the kink on the back straight. That um, that right hander. Everyone seemed to use the sand pit and then the grass and then come back on on the other side on on the actual straight. Um, 
Uh, seemed to happen a fair bit. I can't find anything about Alex having a baby. I think Tim, you're going crazy. He's on <laughs> Facebook talking about his partner three days ago, four days ago, officially in a relationship on Facebook. That's all I got. Whatever, Alex. Three years. Congratulations. Yeah, that's it. Uh, so, look, that's Skip Barber's. Um, it was so weird watching it without pink and black and blue up front, to be honest. But um, I don't think I liked it. But anyway. Uh, too much green at the front, but let's let's fix that. Uh, next time, Aussie Car TCR, the official uh, results. Braden, do you want to go through this again? I've actually got the spreadsheet for this one, so I can possibly look at it and help you out. It's all good. Um, uh, race one saw John Halloran take the win from Theo Taylor and Max Donnelly. Uh, Liam Banks, Nathan Verney, Dale Jeffries, Jesse White Carrig, Jake Burgess, Leon Williams, and Braden Sagasar. Uh, rounded out your top 10. Um, I won't bother going through the Delta, I don't think, for this round because it's really quite all over the place due to the fact that pit stops happened in some races and didn't, so it's kind of a bit artificial. Um, race two uh, saw... Let me just sort that properly. Uh, Joshua Barry take the win from Zach Nickel. Farron Hancock's getting what I'd assume would be his first Aussie car podium as well. So well done to him, long-time Skip Barber driver. Uh, Jeremy Bush, fourth. Callum Heinrich, shout out to Callum Heinrich for a fifth spot. Um, now, just a bit of background of that. His VR did not fail to work at race one, so did not complete a lap in race one. Uh, had to start from the back of the field in race two, which technically was about where he qualified anyway. Um, but, yeah, so 31. I know the Deltas don't play much in this, but... 31st on the grid to 5th uh, overall. Finished, I think, 7th on the track with a few penalties and other things that played the part in getting 5th. So I think with Farron, it might be a case of didn't finish 3rd on the track, but um, sure. still got the podium. So, yeah. Sure. Congratulations, Cal. It was really good drive and happy birthday, mate. Happy birthday. Uh, Jeremy Bush, Callum Heinrich, uh, yeah, Craig Kerbin, Brody Shepard, Braden Sagasar, John Halloran and David Leslie take your top 10. Again, it's a little bit hard to look into all of the standings for, especially from the Pro-Am due to the fact that they were expecting a third race. So some people had pitted in both of those races where some people had only pitted in one. Um, but nevertheless, uh, that takes us to the series standings as it is at the moment with <laughs> no idea how it's going to progress, but <laughs> we'll go with what we have. Uh, at the moment, Max Donnelly leads the championship from Theo Taylor Jeremy Bush, locked on Black Sheep Racing's own, is tied for third with James Blavins. Neil McKenzie, Farron Hancocks, Parry Anastakis, who didn't have a great round after uh, having a great round at Phillip Island, in seventh. Moz Moroz, Joshua Barry, and David Leslie, tied with Nathan Verney for 10th spot. Uh, the Road to 2K, Max Donnelly leading both the championship and the Road to 2K from Greg Holmes. Oh, no, that's not quite right. Sorry, because that hasn't been sorted. Give me one second. Um, I'm pretty sure it's just Theo the, Taylor, James Blavins, and Jeremy Bush. Yeah, uh, your top okay. three. Uh, locked, locked on Black Sheep Racing are leading the championship for the Pro Am, uh, but the team's championship at the moment runs over both splits. So um, we won't look into that too much uh, on this one. I can get that up in a second after we do. Shout out to Nathan Verney who a finished fifth in race one, but then finished eleventh in race two with a pit stop. Um, it was an amazing drive for him. He really did well. He was um, right at the front there for most of the race. So and didn't have a great um, 
time at Phillip Island really bounce back this no. week. No, uh, that's it. So that's one of the people that will seriously affect if he's um, if it all gets wiped. Yeah. And he's the guy in charge of the spreadsheet. So. <laughs> On to the pro split. So pro split, also a Barcelona historic. Uh, race winner for race one was Jack Boyd from Ryan O'Sullivan, Marty Turner, Thomas Hins, my good self, Braden Martin, Ashley Norman, Tim Cornt, Mitch Dean, uh, Nathan Norman, and Wayne Losh rounding out your top 10 for race one. Uh, no 0x bonuses in race one, by the way, <laughs> and only two 0x bonuses in race two, which is pretty pretty crazy. Um, goes to show how hard the racing was uh, in the pro split. Uh, race two saw Daniel Yeaman take his first win of the series from Lee Harrison and Southpaw racer himself, Reese Gardner, who I've heard rumors of who might be doing some videos about the Aussie car TTC um, challenge series. So uh, keep an eye out for them on Southpaw racer on YouTube. Uh, Sebastian Flock, Aaron Oliver, Jane, Jaden Edmonds, Brady Bolden, Timothy Harris, Simon Mazomo, and Tom Wilkinson rounded out your top 10. Current season standings for the pro split look like this. Jack Boyd leads from Ryan O'Sullivan and Sebastian Flock in third. Aaron Oliver and Jordan Ross tied for fourth. My good self, Braden Martin in sixth. Lee Harrison, seventh. Brady Baldwin, Nathan Norman, and Thomas Hins rounding out your top 10. And if I just pop over and grab the Discord results for Turbo Touring Cars, I can tell you that the team's championship looked like this. Oz E-Karts Penrite Extreme Racing. Jeez, that's a mouthful of a team name. 227 points uh, from Locked On Black Sheep Racing in second and Boyd Racing in third. Synergy Sim Race, Synergy Sim Racing, Chicken Up Racing, High Octane Sim Sports, Pool Guys, Motorsports Green, Locked On Lads, Downshift Sim Racing, and Locked On iRacing round out your top 10 in the team's championships. Whew, that was hard work. Sweet. Well done. And I did almost fall asleep listening to you do that. Cool. Um, <laughs> and it's got nothing to do with the way you said it. I've just had one of those days. Uh, so let's finish that up. Look, hopefully we'll be chucking a few more results in there. If you want to get your results for your league in there, hit me up on Facebook or hit me up in the Discord. Like I said, lockedonlabs.com slash Discord. We're happy to accommodate you. We're happy to have a sit-down chat with you and actually explain to you what we need from you. We've done that with a few people recently, so expect some stuff, some fruits of that coming in the next couple of weeks. Also, we've got some stuff lined up. I've got Aiden Schultz. I was supposed to have a recording of that for this episode, but life got in the way and we couldn't quite get the time to record that but that's going to be a little bit of a catch up about his into sim esports network that he's got going and um i think it might have rebranded a whole heap of stuff of his just recently as well but um basically doing some broadcasting and doing some race series at the moment so we've got some news there to talk with him about Uh, and then he'll also be bringing some of his results to us as well so keep an eye out for that uh we've got a few of the others oval the oval series with the v8s um Australasian E-Series, V8's E-Series Championship. I keep on getting it wrong. I've got the logo there and I've given it to Tim and he's going to make a cool little thing for us eventually. Um, Just yeah. more, more stuff to keep him out of the racing seat. Yeah, was oh, am I making something? I thought we just needed it for our overlays for our live, no, we do. Uh, live podcast. Yeah, that's enough. I'll, I'll actually yeah. make the thing, so it's all there. But anyway, uh, so we've got a lot of stuff coming. But like I said, hit us up if you've got any news, if you've got any league results you want to put up. 
or anything like that, or you just want to have a chat. We've already had someone else uh, who we mentioned before in in the TCRs has reached out. He wants to have an interview with us, so uh, he told me his backstory, and I'm very intrigued, and I'm pretty keen to put that on. So we'll see how that goes. Um, other than that, we've got some other things planned uh, for the future. Uh, we hopefully unroll that. For, uh, show you all that i can't even think words anyway uh we'll roll that out fairly soon for you um including hopefully a way you can watch part of this episode getting recorded live so we'll see how that goes but for now tim corn the man of the hour the first time on the full podcast where can people find you what do you got coming up uh well you can find me at timmy buckets on twitch um but i'm not streaming at the moment until my because i've moved house i've just bought a new house so everything's in boxes and everything's getting unpacked and built as discussed earlier um but this week will be all about um, when i get time barber and tcrs so practice um try and get the times right for that and get ready for monday night um and that's it this week i think uh unfortunately um Thanks. Okay. Well, there you go. Braden, what do you got planned and where can people find yourself? Uh, just before I do, just want to say good luck to anyone who's having a crack at the Daytona 24 this weekend. So hopefully lap traffic is kind to you and all of the gaps stay as gaps and do not get closed <laughs> closed up. And you don't spend half the night in the, in the pits with repairs. So good luck to anyone who's having a crack at that. Um, but yeah, you can find me at twitch.tv slash the one D Wade. Um, I have streamed a little bit here and there. I've been a bit sporadic. I should try and do some more races, but I will be preparing to go back to work, uh, soon. So a little bit less time in the sim. Uh, I'll be trying to work out how to not die at Barber Motorsport Park as well. That tricky death chicane is going to be taking a few culprits, I'm sure. Um, you can also find some of my videos on YouTube, uh, the one D Wade. And if you want to talk to me about anything else, probably basketball at the moment, uh, or maybe some Australian open, you can find me on Twitter at Braden talks. No talk of visas at all. No, no, but I was watching, uh, some tennis earlier and saw Kyrgios did a through the legs underarm serve today. So he just added something new to the repertoire, not just the underarm serve. He's gone the through the legs underarm serve. So it's going to be an interesting wow. tournament based on that. The worst thing about him, uh, him today was he was wearing my team's Clippers jersey. I, it's, I don't want him to be wearing that jersey. <laughs> don't need him jinxing it. What about you, Wilco? Tell us all the places we can find you. Um, well, I would be doing the 24 hour, but we didn't get a team together. So I just had an offer in the discord for someone else to join, but it's a little bit late. Unfortunately, um, we don't have a team. We're not even close to have a team. I still haven't heard what's happening with our Bathurst 12 hour team. What's going on, Braden? Are we getting that together for OSR? I don't know what's going on. Um, I'll better stoke the fire under that and make it happen. Yeah. What date, is, what date is it? What date is it Feb. again? Yeah. I'll, I won't, I won't have my set up. I'm not doing it until I get my set up. Okay, we'll sort something out. Anyway, um, look, I, did, I didn't I did even talk about what I've been up to, but um, you'll hopefully see me streaming. We're practicing the V8 around Red Bull Ring at the moment, um, doing some pitches for that, for the Facebook page. Um, Locked on Lads, Locked on Lads YT is going to get a bit of a makeover soon because we're going to start using that for certain things. And hopefully I'll get some videos up there fairly soon. Hopefully we get the new Coliseum in iRacing fairly soon so I can start practicing that with the next-gen car because I think by the 9th of 
Feb, we're going to actually have to be racing that. Just in um, first gear, that one, won't it be? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> you would say that. Depends how many macros I use, I guess. But um, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, <laughs> it's going to be a nightmare. <laughs> I've, I've heard rumors what, what could happen there. Um, and I do not like it. But um, the big one will be getting ready for Daytona. Um, yeah. That That is, look, Red Bull Ring V8, cool. I'm looking forward to the Sim World Racing, Sim Racing World uh, series that's coming up. But um, the Daytona kickoff to the the Anscar Cup series um, is obviously a big thing. Obviously, we've got some stuff planned in the background that I'm working on at the moment. Uh, but like I said, Locked On YT on YouTube, Locked On Lads on Locked On Lads YT on YouTube, Locked On Lads on Facebook, Locked On Lads on Twitch. Um, I've been using my Wilco's Chill Zone Twitter account just recently because I'm I'm trying to get back out there and actually be social again. Uh, so you can watch me talk about how many steps i'm doing today and yesterday and with my wordle results and and all kinds of weird things my house uh things which I actually went and saw the house they had some actual big things happening over there at the moment so um little uh, windows arrived so it's pretty cool um and doing the racing room set up at the moment so uh, as in planning it for the electrical gear uh other than that like i said if you can review or give us a rating on the podcast that's amazing uh, just downloading it and sharing it is is enough though. But um, any reviews or ratings, we got to eight in hobbies in Australia, which was really good. And we got to like twenty fifth or something in leisure, which is the big bad boy um, category above hobbies, which was a, a massive effort for Australia as well. So thank you for that. Uh, but that's it. I will be. I don't have any races officially next week. It's the week after we start back. So, but so you may see me just testing out some things and doing some stuff. But keep an eye on the socials you might get a a glance at what's going on uh but till next week where we will have some hosts i don't know what but thank you tim for for your first effort and thank you Braden, for your 40 something effort and we'll catch you all next week see you now bye